I did rock a fanny pack. <laughs> yeah, I had a blue I one. I definitely over. did. Schools of Honor podcast. I'm Josh Folan. And I'm Jay Baxter. And we're going to be bullshit about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again. We are reading a piece of antiquated video game literature today. Bobby's dad just got a subscription to GamePro and he's brought issue seven with him on the bus ride to school today. And for the first time ever, having assigned seats with Booger Bobby is paying off. The link to the mag will be in the show notes, as it always is. And if you could, please rate and review the podcast. Uh, if you post it, we'll read it here, and it gives us validation and self-worth. First up, what are we jamming on now? Jay, what are you jamming on now? Two games for once. This is the least amount of games I've played in a week because work is busy. But, uh, yeah, Super Mario World 3D, still playing that with Jesse when we have time. So, fun game. Uh, yeah, just... Can't say enough great things about it. Just as you were talking about not getting on your Switch. Uh, exactly. Here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the only game I play on my Switch if you discount Just yeah. Dance, because that's just working out and Ring Fit. You know, those are pretty much just workouts. <laughs> Actually, I was looking at the, the controller on my living room table. It was, like, super dusty. <laughs> <laughs> How things have changed. <laughs> but, yeah. and uh, And then NBA... 2k21 it's on game pass now but i bought it when it was on sale a couple weeks ago right before that for like 19 bucks <laughs> i finally just gave in it's just so fun like just you need to play the game so you can come i saw and it play I, and I, I have my own thing to say about this <laughs> i saw that because that and madden are on game pass now mm-hmm. i downloaded madden i haven't played it yet i downloaded the, the absolute maximum i would even think about paying ea for madden is zero dollars so <laughs> Because it's zero dollars, I downloaded it, and it took fucking forever to download. And like, I tried to fire it up because, like, you know, Xbox will say like, oh, "It's ready to go," and like, you fire it up, and it's not actually ready. To go. I always wait until it's fully. 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why that happens, but I always wait. Yeah, it, like it would like let me. It was like letting me play an exhibition game between the like it it, it knew which was weird because I this is a new Xbox. I've never even had an Xbox. I don't have an Xbox account. I don't know where it could have possibly gleaned this information, but I turn it on, and it's like, you know, it asks you what your favorite team is, and the Bills were already selected, and their Bills are not first in the alphabet, so I don't know how they knew that. But, <laughs> but so it asked me whether my team, and, like, I inputted that my team was the Bills, and then, like, it just started a game between the Falcons and the and the Packers, and I was like, is this a demo? What the fuck's wrong with this? And, like, I'm like, no, it's like the game is going. I'm like, I hit exit, I quit, and I go back, and it's like, oh, you, this is all you can do right now. <laughs> so I haven't actually played it, but maybe I'll, the point of this being, maybe I'll try 2K21, too, because it's free. I'm telling you, man, it's 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 fun. I'm I'm hooked again, and I'm mad at myself for being hooked again on this game, but it's just, it's a fun game. Like, I, I love the My Team mode specifically, and that's, I'm not talking about, like, creating your character and, like, that whole thing and all. I know there's several other modes that people love, but for you me, know, it's that, all about the My if Team. If I did it, I would absolutely do that again, because I loved that mm. in every way except the gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. I guess. I, I don't know if it feels different to me, but, like, I just feel like I'm if better. Maybe I'm used to it. I need you to tell me and be honest with me. If I can't shoot fucking layups, 
with at least a 50% success rate, I'm going to throw the Xbox off the fucking ramp. <laughs> so I need you to tell me very honestly whether or not you can shoot layups in the game at a realistic clip or make them at a realistic clip. I think you can. I, uh, I only recently, as in like yesterday, started missing layups, but I think it's because <laughs> I was having some Irish cream. I don't know what was going on. <laughs> But I was missing layups and I was very upset. But like normally I'm I'm balling and it's it's fun like creating your own team and your own arena. Like I like I I still love playing against other people, even even though I mostly still lose. I'm really good at the three on three. Oh god, but like go playing online. Dude, but that but that's what I mean. That's why <laughs> it's fun to me. It's like you're not always just going and getting annihilated. I love going into other people's arenas and seeing like how they did their team and their arena and like them coming to mind. It's just, that, that was, to me, is just the most fun thing, you know? Like I, I love the, my career where you create your own single player. Like I've done that. I think we've talked about it before for like 2K, 15, 16, 17, but the, my team is just my jam now. So that's it. <laughs> okay. Well, before I even get into games, I want to bring up that documentary I, I, I posted about the playing with power. Uh, mm. It's the it's an it, I mean it's Nintendo focused. I was actually it's everything about the marketing and, and shit suggests it's a, a incredibly Nintendo centric. I was actually impressed with how uh, industry wide the focus was uh, once I actually got into it. So I, I hesitate to call it the Nintendo doc, but it's kind of the Nintendo doc, uh, mm. and that's on, it's on crackle. Which is yeah, fucking. I had to download it. It's just awful app, but uh, you know it's free, so whatever. Advertising, um, but yeah, the, the actual doc. It's it's five episodes. There may be, I think they're less than an hour each, but so not you know the most massive time commitment. But it's it's really fucking well done, dude. The it's I mean I would say, and you know, I said this about that other that last doc that was on Netflix, the one you know like to me like I I I just have insatiably consumed so much useless video game knowledge already to date that like a, a lot of things like this I'll watch. I'm like, I know that, I know that, I know that, I know that, I know that everyone knows that every, it's the first thing on the wiki page. Like you're putting no effort into this, you know what I mean? So like, it's very easy for video game historical shit to, to do that, I think. And they do a great job of going deeper and there's tons of shit that I never heard seen. They do, they really go into like, there's a lot of archival footage and stuff. Uh, and, you know, maybe this is maybe someone who is more versed in the Japanese side of it would view these things the same way. I did not, uh, fortunately. But, there, yeah, there's a lot of like, Japanese commercials and just a lot of Japanese uh, media that I'd never seen before that was, you know, uh, Famicom stuff and stuff like that. It was really cool to see that. And they also do – and it's such a cool thing. They use – they use they do, like, mineral, uh, basically when he does – you know, this fantastic documentary filmmaker tactic – uh, or idea, basically solution for you know you you're doing a documentary. You you want archival footage to cover kind of everything you're talking about. Uh, either that, if you're not on an interview, you want to be on archival footage. That's kind of that's the yin and yang of documentary making for the most part. But in because uh, a lot of this stuff is older and they didn't have footage, he they made these little miniature diorama dioramas of just scenes, basically like the the old Nintendo headquarters back when they were just a playing card company and then like in the Nintendo offices and stuff stuff like that so they would have like these really detailed super fucking cool looking god damn it I want some of these things uh little dioramas of like various Nintendo you know the the the, the warehouse where all the Donkey Kong machines were you know that got <laughs> that, that oh got, yeah that 
America rolling, like stuff like that, that they, that they know archival footage existed for, they would do those to visually convey what's being talked about in the interviews. And it's just super fucking cool. Really, really uh, well done. And, you know, it's free. You can't really beat that. Uh, I was thinking maybe the, the director, uh, Jeremy Sneed, uh, I was thinking maybe he's a good uh, Order of Erdrich interview candidate because i mean clearly you know if you fucking do five hours on this stuff as deep as he did i'm sure he has uh shit to talk about that didn't make it into the doc you know much like much like blake did you know for console war so i was thinking maybe that's a good person to reach out to and he's a filmmaker so i could probably fucking get him to listen to me so dude that would be uh, great yeah yeah get uh, on so that yeah. john yeah, i'll get on, <laughs> Bring it. Him on. so def- definitely fucking drop it in your in your in your quay dude it's fucking uh <laughs> It's, nice. it's a good watch. And like I said, not a terribly uh, demanding um, commitment. It's actually got one of your your Xbox bigwig boys in it. It's uh, Spencer something or other. Spencer. I don't remember his last name. Spencer Long, maybe? I don't know. But I think Spencer Long's a fucking football player in the Jets. <laughs> not Natural football reference. But yeah, he, he, I, I forget what his title was. But I mean, Bill Spencer. Yeah. Perhaps maybe that could be it. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah. The current head of Xbox probably yeah. makes sense with him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, he was definitely one. He's a big wig for sure. And he was very, he had a very, uh, you know, it's uh, <laughs> the only real thing I, I get out of my college degree, the Fisher College of Business at the Ohio State University, <laughs> is just an, uh, 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 an endless, a bottomless well of, of dime store business terms, you know, <laughs> and like when I hear people just throwing those around, like, I know like there's just, you cause the thing, okay, I guess really what I'm getting at here is like, I know I don't need to use those words to communicate ideas about that stuff, but you use them just because you were taught them and they sound like you really know what the fuck you're talking about, but <laughs> you could easily convey the same information without so many of those words. And he, he could just tell like a lot of the shit out of his mouth. It's just like this very, like he's been using these in fucking meetings, these words in meetings for fucking a decade. And he just uses them because it makes him sound like he fucking really knows, but he doesn't need them. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know, because I also have that background. I enjoy listening to people do that. And he does that a lot. <laughs> Uh, anyways. Uh, so yeah, definitely watch that. So I just want to get that out before I start talking, talking about games. Okay, so you know how I recommended the tourists, and I was like, you gotta fucking play this game. It is absolutely like nonstop fun. You'll you you will. It's like a mandate, hundred percent. You will fucking. It's incredible. You're right. Uh, you're right. Yeah. Okay. So I got another one. That's the same deal. Oh, man. Uh, here we go. I, I don't. I'm just. I, I'm. Pikuniku. I think is is the pronunciation. Is okay. Have you played that? I have not. I just obviously working at Microsoft, I'm on calls and I was on calls when I first started talking about this game because people were just like in the chat, like, oh, this is a great game. Pico Neek was great. But I, I've never played it because I'm like, I, I have no idea. Super fucking fun, man. Really? It's just, it's a it's got a also much like tourists, it's got a crazy cute art style. And there's an awesome sense of humor to the writing. So I fucking always love that. And it's just the gameplay is just it, they're just super fun. It's like Mario level, um, you know, all the things you can do with your hat and shit in Mario. That's just like this super, it's super simple and straightforward, but just so varied and so fun. It's just like, they just nailed, they just figured out how to make like, you know, I've talked about with those fucking old game designers, like number one thing, make this, make the activity that you have to repeatedly do. It has to feel fun. 
or you're not going to care about anything else, you know, and they just fucking nailed it. It's super, super fun. It's got it's like the setting is it's a corporate dystopia theme. And, you know, I always fucking love those where this robot company is basically ruining everything of this world. You know, they're like exploiting everything and fucking just monetizing everything and like just fucking up the world. Uh, but all the, you know, and all the, all the inhabitants are like these cute cartoony characters. So it's a weird mashup in that regard that there's like these really serious themes and tones and conversations happening, but it's happening in this ultra cute world, you know? So that's interesting. And the, so this, this, this company is like basically just giving everyone a ton of money and like to shut them up, you know, like everything they rip, like, like as they rip shit out of the ground or take their water or rip their corn or whatever it is, they just throw money down out of these ships at them. Like, just like, and like, everyone's like, oh, they're giving us money. It's cool. <laughs> Don't run the fucking bucket. This <laughs> is like, it's, it's a really funny expression of capitalism, basically. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's got, it's got a super fun couch co-op mode too. That's, that's always awesome. It's, it's not like it's, it's different than the one player story mode. You know, you're not playing the same things, but it is still well done and super fun to play as a couch co-op. It's got nine levels. Uh, some of them are kind of like a racing deal where you get these little cars and, and race each other and shit. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the one, the one player story is also fucking awesome. I post the, you find a Nintendo in one of the houses. There's just a lot of little shit that's just really good and really smart and really well done. And I just cannot recommend it enough. Like you, I, the second I started playing it, I, every free second I had, I played it until I did everything. <laughs> just like with tourists. Like wow. Can't put Step it down. Got to finish this. I'm not going to do anything else till it's done. Like this is fucking great, you know? Uh, and then you're sad when it's over, you know? So that's, that's, a, I think the perfect compliment for a video game. So yeah. How do you say it again? P- Pikuniku. Yeah. yeah. That's one of those hidden gems, then, because people would talk about it. And but I, I saw the art and I was just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. It, like, dude, when you get into it too, the I art. I forgot it, about it. You'll, you'll, you'll love the art once you really get going in it because it is, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. That's simplistic. I don't know. It's just fucking, it's good. Good game design, man. Uh, so yeah, I played the shit out of that, beat that. Uh, Amy and I beat Grim Fandango, uh, or I, maybe I should say more aptly, we Google our way to the end of it. So I, <laughs> I, I got that out of my life, uh, which is good. Nice. And then the major thing to talk about, dude, Spiritfarer. Have you played Spiritfarer on Game Pass? No, I, I've seen you playing it quite a bit. Nah, what, stop. What yeah, I probably about? put 50 hours this week. Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, this, it's, it is absolutely beautiful animation like i don't think i've ever played a game on top of that beauty like the aesthetic of it i don't think i've ever played a game that does a better job of conjuring emotional like an an emotional response to the characters and story like it's just it's it's so focused on that aspect and like at first i was like I felt like I, th- I thought it was like, like, you know, what's the like, what's the it seems like busy work and like because you're thinking about like a video game. But once you get into the story, like it's focus on emotionally connecting with each of the characters that you deal with in the game is fucking incredible. dude. It's so well done. Like the the idea is that you the game starts and you you don't really even know what happened. You just kind of like. Come to consciousness and the old river of sticks fairy man is telling you you're going to be you're now going to be a you're you're now going to take over a boat on this river and you're going to help 
recently to see souls and shepherd them to closure on their lives before they move on to the next phase of whatever the hell you believe in. Right. So super deep, you know, or su- super heavy, I guess I should say. Right. Uh, um, subject matter. Uh, again, kind of contradicting what is just a beautiful world, you know. So these characters, you, you, you know, you, you, in- you encounter these characters and once they reveal themselves as needing your help, you bring them onto your boat and they take they they all the all the like people or all the inhabitants of this world are they kind of just they kind of have this like stock look to them to some degree like i mean they may be tall skinny short whatever but it's like this this weird humanoid kind of figure but once you bring them onto the boat they transform into an animal expression of their personality so you have everyone on your boat uh is some form some kind of animal you know and usually there's like some sort of interesting cute thing like there there's like a big bull character who is in real life was or in his life was a uh like a mafia heavy you know and he has a split personality disorder so he talks about himself in like him and his brother but it's he doesn't fucking know that he's all talking about himself you know so he like and that's the thing like everyone has like the the dude it's i mean oh i don't even know where to begin kind of it's like everyone is like these inc- they're incredibly complex characters with like really fucking brutally human elements to them that are so well done and so well filled out you know it's so it's there's just nothing about any one of the characters that is like kitschy or you know you feel like it's just a just a a trope or an archetype you know it's they're so fucking well done and you know you again it focuses on these interactions you have with them and like the whole tree of progression in the game forces you through these things where you learn about them and they tell you stories that are so fucking one of the guys told the story about fucking he was in and like he's like kind of an unlikable character too so it was like a turn on how you feel about him and then anytime you can do that in storytelling that's great and like so yeah he like told the story about how he was in the military and his his I, I almost feel like I'm kind of spoiling this, but it's so good. I'm whatever. It's only one story. There's a million other. If you <laughs> if you feel like I'm spoiling this for you, there's a million other incredible moments of this game. So don't worry about it. But but he like tells the story where him him and his him and his uh, platoon or whatever are out in the field and they were hungry as fuck. They hadn't eaten in in, in, in a while or they were eating bullshit or something. And they they stumbled onto this like cachet of food or something. And as they were like get into it and they were going to cook it and it was like spaghetti it was it was pasta they found this pasta with, with spaghetti sauce fucking some, some way or another and they were about to cook it and one of the guys gets blown up by a fucking landmine as they're like going to do go to cook it and he tells a story about how this guy this fucking soldier who's a kid and he's like he's like he's like he's like I'm not going to give you the full details but like I'm I'm holding his fucking innards in my hands as as the guy's talking to me and he's like the the young kid the soldier tells him like don't let anyone have some of my I'm about to cry telling the story dude <laughs> I cried the other day I'll tell you the story I cried the other day about another thing too but like fucking he's like don't tell anyone or don't let anyone eat my portion of the fucking pasta and it's the last thing he said he died and like that's the end of the story. You just, like, just go back to your fucking thing. So, like, so that's happening with these characters, right? 
And that story, the story element of is woven into an amazing resource management and building system that manifests itself in the form of building and improving your boat. Like it's kind of, it's kind of somewhat unrealistic actually how massive you eventually build your boat. Uh, and the idea that you're supposedly traversing this kind of river thing. I mean, you know, the map is more of an ocean, but whatever that doesn't matter it's a huge ass boat so you have to like, build all these buildings you have to learn how to craft things and like there's complex crafting systems honestly it's like it's it's probably as, as i i bitch about the witcher crafting system but i care about this one you know like this one's like every bit as complex if not more so but i care about it it's interesting and it makes sense and you and, and, and it happens in a way that's like this gradual teaching progression that you can actually wrap your mind around it as opposed to witcher that kind of just dumps you into it and you got to figure it the fuck out and you have no idea there's no guidance you know like that's the thing like each one of the characters come on board and they have a they have a real life expertise so they help you they teach you how to do these things that are part of your resource management system you know and building system so oh so God. fucking well done dude yeah I know, like another stuff like, yeah i was playing sunday dude tear the fuck up and like this isn't a story they tell so it's not it's, i'm not revealing story here but you you help that one of the you have this old lady character and she developed she's has uh, advancing Alzheimer's throughout your time with her, right? And by the end of it, she thinks you're you are her daughter. You you play, you play this young black like your avatar is this young black girl, and she thinks and she you have a hat. She gives you a hat, and like her, the hat reminds her of her daughter, and she starts getting into this world. She thinks you are her daughter. So you spend this whole the tail end of it like helping her around. She talks to you like your daughter and shit, and she just has no idea where she's at, who you are, yada yada yada. And each time you. Uh, help one of these characters move on. You have to go to this area, this river, and you and you you slowly row them down the river, and they tell you a few little a few little more stories, and then they go. And you're rowing down the river, and she's talking to you like you're her fucking kid, da 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 da. And then you get to the very fucking end, dude, and she like snaps into clarity, and she knows who she he knows she knows who you are. She knows who 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 she is. She knows that she's been out of it, and she has an exchange with you. And fucking goes, dude. And dude, I'm fucking crying again. Like Niagara fucking falls. What? I was fucking like just like trying to not let Amy see. Like fucking, Whoa. I was crying my ass off, dude. It's I don't know, man. It's fucking. It's it's the uh, probably the best game story I've ever seen. It's fucking. Wait a minute. In, it's incredible. The game. The game has made you cry multiple times. It's got you crafting stuff. Like what? I never uh, thought. It's like, so fucking good, dude. It's such an honest portrayal of the good and bad that people have in them and how neither side of that coin should define someone. Like it, it just does it. I know that's heady as fuck, but it just absolutely fucking nails that. Like, I just cannot stress enough how human everyone is. All the characters are. It's so fucking good, dude. And, and you know, and it's like, and it's not like, I mean, you know, like cause I've been playing 50 hours this week. This is not the first week I played it. It's got like substance to it. It's a long game. I actually, found a new character. Like, I thought I was almost done. I should have known better based on fucking clues, but I thought I was almost done and like, I'd gotten everyone and no, I just fucking found a new character last night. So, uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> incredible game. Incredible. I cannot. And it's like, it is like, dude, it's like Animal Crossing, Harvest Moon level busy work. Like the chores that you got to deal with are fucking, it's just a clinic and tedium. Like, Oh, I don't know. Not in a bad way, but just like in that, like it is repetitive. You got to water these. You have like crops. You got to water the crops. You got to fucking mm. milk the cow. You got to feed the cow. You got to feed the sheep. Got to fucking mill the, or, or yeah, mill the fucking grain. You got to fucking 
build, you got to uh, forge things in the foundry. You got to, you eventually, like one of the late stage things is a blacksmith. You got to take the, the alloys and you got to hammer, you got to put them into the fucking kiln and then you got to hammer them out on the fucking thing. You got to loom, you got to, and like each one of the little, those little things has its own little kind of mini game that, mm. that you execute the processing and the materials with. So like, the, I think the, the, the one I like the most is probably the log one. So the, the, the sawmill you have, you take the logs in and to get planks out of it, which, you know, is, is a major building block for a lot of things, of course, like the, there's, you, you put them in the machine and then there's a, a thing up top. You can see the logs going by on and the law, each log has like this kind of like a uh, line through it. And then the line changes log to log, like the, just the pattern of the, of the line. Mm -hmm. And you have to take this, what is in essence, the saw, the, the blade of the saw, and you, you need to drag the saw on the line as the as the log is auto scrolling you know so like it's it's hard yeah. <laughs> you know or not it's not hard but it is it requires focus and effort it's kind of like i was talking about with dragon quest that the the, the crafting system for dragon quest how like it's like right. a super stupid little mini game but it's somehow it, it, it definitely incentivized because you get more resources obviously if you do it well so like right. it incentivizes you to do it right and it, it is a Again, a mechanic that is some is fun. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, there's a lot of the loom is the same thing. Like each thread or fabric that you make in the loom has a it has the thing going like this, and you need to fucking it has a little cursor that's like the sweet spot, and then a, 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 an acceptable range in general outside of that sweet spot. And each material, the more precious ones, have smaller things and stuff. So you need to each thing, each pass for each. Mm processing of each resource going in you have to like you're trying to hit that cursor perfectly you know what i mean and it it gives you a little ding, and like it, it has a little <laughs> light it's just like it, it you know it gives the rat the fucking pellet perfectly it's fucking so good dude um yeah man it's fuck it's a really really good game that uh, i highly highly recommend so let's talk about game pro 7 <laughs> The Kings of the Beach menu thing bringing us back in. Uh, I fucking love this cover, dude. Right? <laughs> it reminds me of the old school California raisins claymation. Yes. <laughs> I was gonna say the exact same. Like it has to be like the same artist or like derivative, like something. Like it's Maces, way too close. Uh, something about their teeth. Like it's just something about it is very reminiscent of that to me. Uh, or, or, Especially the yeah. football and the hockey puck, like the really big puffy features, you know. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird too. The, the weird thing about it to me is how the basketball is like half. It seems like half. Like everything else is like very clearly illustration drawn, but it looks like that top half of the basketball could be like a live action basketball. But that's right? the only part of it. Yeah, it's weird, right? It's like the the weird triangle behind it kind of cuts the plane and exactly. like changes the artwork, but, yeah, but does the thing it. is the, what's going on there. The other edges of that triangle don't do that to the other things. It's kind of is what's weird about. This. Yeah, they just. I don't know. In any in any event, uh, have you ever seen the California Raisins Christmas special? Did I? Uh, I feel like I, sh I feel like I would have. It, as a it, kid, it, it, it's a whole bunch of musical vignettes. 
they're all it's they go the we three kings they go through all the different uh maybe i haven't then uh, it's 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 definitely on youtube it's it's probably my number two 80s christmas special behind garfield it's good what it's good it's really fucking good that's uh, high praise man yeah, it's it's good. It's, def <laughs> it's definitely better than like the Charlie Brown one or what? I don't. I, don't I, I hate all the Charlie Brown. Things. I don't hate them, but I I don't. They're like nowhere near as good as the Garfield ones to me. They always played them back to back. In any event, this is the February 1990 issue. The cover price is 3.95, and yes, the artwork features very expressive anthropomorphized sports balls: basketball, football, baseball, tennis, and a hockey puck. And the headline reads, Insane Sports Issue. And then followed by, put yourself in the middle of the latest action. And the other bullet points are 24 pages of wild sports titles, bases loaded, Game Boy. And this is the only thing on the list that specifies the system. And I wonder what's up with that. Like, you know what I mean? Well, why is, I don't know. That's weird. That's the only one. But maybe bases loaded wasn't out for the other systems yet. And so they just wanted oh, to definitely out. Definitely not for NES, and actually, we get into Bases Loaded 2, Is it? that's a topic to talk about later, is now out, too, so and that's not it for sure. <laughs> well, maybe they were just promoting that specific one, since it's... Maybe, yeah, it's like, very possible. Game Boy, that, that, that you know, Game Boy was more released. Right, that Jalico paid them, that, that's probably, as as is always the case, money is always the best answer. They also are touting Walter Payton football here, Arnold Palmer golf, Black Bass fishing, Final Lap twin... The next headline for that is Handhelds, Games on the Move. And lastly, Free Game, Wind Chiller, see page 93. Huge piece of shit. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, did, I did not even notice, honestly, that that said Wind Chiller. So when we get to the chiller, I was very confused. I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I, forgot, I forgot that it was on the cover until <laughs> I went as, you know, I was posting videos from the game and shit. Like, I thought about it so much. I was like, oh, wait a minute. They were talking about that on the fucking cover. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> uh, so into the mag, we are first confronted with a brand spanking new full pager from Taito for Demon Sword on the NES. And looking at this ad, I thought this might be new, but looking it up and seeing screenshots, we fucked with this before, and it's uh, not particularly good. It's other than an impressive title screen featuring the Demon Sword, the you can see on the box art, and it, it kind of looks like a grill shish kebab, but more badass probably. <laughs> uh, it. Didn't have really much worth touting. It's a side view action platformer with some light RPG development stuff jammed into it. Uh, I, I do like in the ad, it says actual Nintendo Entertainment System screens. Uh, they have that line of like a fine print above the screenshots as if they're so impressive looking you might think they're not. <laughs> you know? like, they look, don't worry. They look like NES. You don't need a fucking... <laughs> It's funny too because this is like an old school ninja game, like with the super jumps from like the ninjas in the seventy, like the old kung fu masters. Like it had that that, that feel to me. Um, yeah, like it's weird that like Demon Sword is like a Conan looking guy on the cover with a big sword, but like playing the game, I was like, I feel like I'm in a seventies kung fu movie with super of, jumping, like, like Legend of Cage, fucking yeah, game. just so different. Probably, yeah, it's probably I can't remember who made Legend of Cage. Maybe it's title. They probably just reskinned all this shit. <laughs> right. It's not a bad game, but man. it's not. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's not horrific, but it's it's just like another black platformer. You know, it's like there's nothing special yeah. about it at all. Other, again, other than that cool title screen. <laughs> hey, so after that, we get a few more ads we've already seen. The another title for Operation Wolf, Acclaim's Iron Sword, Activision's Stealthy ATF, Jellico's Goal, and then we get a full pager from Absolute for a Boy and His Blob, 
and we have not seen this ad yet, and I, I kind of want to talk about it for a second. It has a few jelly beans with the words, toss one and see what happens. It's the hard pitch up top. And then a quote that's supposedly from Nintendo Power is up here, too. It says it's mega hot. <laughs> and just like, that, yeah, just like that Google 13 ad, I want to say, I think it was the last issue where they uh, had the Nintendo Power quote that was like, I don't think Nintendo that's Power. That's a questionable. <laughs> yeah, I don't, think, I, like, I don't remember ever seeing that Nintendo Power at all. I definitely don't remember seeing it in relation to that game. I think you're just making that shit up. And like, <laughs> it's funny to me that I don't think like the reason, like it, I totally believe that that could be the case. So I don't think anyone would have cared back then. Like you couldn't get away with it now. Like that shit would get like yeah, tweeted and retweeted and reddited, and you'd get fucked and some of you get sued ten times. Like, but back in the eighties, like or even early nineties, like, eh. <laughs> fucking say whatever right? you want. <laughs> like we're promoting your game. This is what, like you know, I'm sure that's what they wanted to happen in the in the first place. You know, so like yeah, go ahead, hype it up. Like that's that's what we're paying you to do. I don't know. So they they have six screenshots demonstrating what is <laughs> far from the game's strongest attribute. It's murky artwork uh, here to show off the like the blobs various forms. Like you give him the jelly beans, he turns into shit. So they show that stuff off. So again, creative game, not a good game though, unfortunately. Um, it actually, it gets its own cover I think coming up soon. So we'll talk about it more. But or no, I don't think it gets cover, but it does have a big feature. On like a, I feel like on a Nintendo Power does because this is a game that I. It seems like they expected to be bigger than it was. Yeah. Well, it's David Crane, you know, who is he's the pitfall Who's legend. Who's that? So I don't he's, know. he's the pitfall legend. He's he's ah one of those guys sense. I interviewed. He's the Activision. He's the Activision. Pitfall was the, the game back in the day. So it makes yeah, sense. This is probably his biggest NES thing. Um, mm. You know, it was Gary Kitchen too. So yeah, there's a. It definitely had high expectations for sure, and and I think they had a great idea, and that I mean that's even you know. I think Gary, I think I have an episode of that Batteries Not Included thing with the of uh, the Gary interview that was titled like the greatest idea we ever had or something like that, you know, as far as like the nugget, the, the kernel of the concept is brilliant. The jelly beans blob using him as yeah. tools. So, like that's that's great. But the, uh, the visual of it and the controls are mm. pretty rough. So after that, Sega comes in hot with yet another new three-page spread right before the table of contents, and the this baby follows the same format as the other their other big three-pagers, and the the bold, it's got the bold text page to start, and then a two-page spread showing the system and a new feature game, and in this case, the text page reads, now you can fight attack dogs, machine gunners, thugs, samurai, and tanks, all in the privacy of your own home, and as you might assume, this is referring to Revenge of Shinobi coming out recently, so... Uh, that's what they feature in the, the top half of the, the two-page spread after that. And they have uh, a little screenshot from each of the first seven levels, each with its own little text blur beneath it, and then a big pitch paragraph selling the Genesis movement on the whole on the right-hand side there. And there's more in here on the Telegenesis modem peripheral that never actually makes it out that I find super interesting, and I kind of I wish it would have, because that would have been something I probably would have talked my way into. And... <laughs> That it probably would have had some cool shit, I imagine. So uh, I never had, like, it was, I was out of Genesis by the time, because they had that that Sega TV shit real mm -hmm. late Genesis lifespan where you could actually download games and stuff. But I, I think I was out of Sega by then. So I didn't get yeah. that. But if they'd have had this modem early on, I probably would have been able to download some cool shit. 
Next, you'll be able to play against friends across town or in other cities. That's what that's the that's how they pitched that thing up in every release. <laughs> Dude, uh, I remember the idea of that was like amazing. Like, what? I can play with my cousins who live oh, 30 yeah. minutes away. Yeah, wow. <laughs> you know, like you couldn't do that reliably on a system until oh, what? I, know. I mean the fucking uh, I don't know. You, I didn't do Could you do that the on the first the first Xbox? Play, PlayStation 3 that would have been with the first Xbox or PlayStation 2 with the first Xbox? I don't know the Xbox timeline. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. I didn't have one until the one. Right. And that's the second one? I don't even know their... No, it, their... Was Xbox, it was the Xbox, the original one, and then the Xbox 360, I think. 360, and then the one? Xbox One, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then they have their the borderline full software lineup down below there that has a ton of different games in it. That give us a lot of Genesis freedom of game choice at the end of every episode of the, one of these mag episodes, which is cool. And then we get the table of contents. How bad are the cropping jobs for the photos this month? Terrible. <laughs> fucking terrible. As so they, usual. Yeah, I haven't changed that. And after that, we get that tired hell nonsense sandwiched, sandwiching the letter from the editor. And in this, they declare this sports spectacular issue the first of what will be an annual event moving forward. And that's. Uh, in the long run, I think not exciting to hear. <laughs> by, the, by the end of this issue, I am sad about what this issue is structured around. But anyways, they're st- they're also starting a reader rating system that they want to they mention here, and they they start by asking that you send in ratings to your favorite sports shits, and we'll get to that later when we actually see it in the mag. It's kind of interesting little thing they do mm-hmm. or they're not doing. And then it is mail time. <laughs> Justin Lamaze of Lincoln Park, Michigan, is doing proper due diligence on the 16-bit era product offerings and wants to know which of the Genesis and Turbo Graphics has the best third-party developer support. <laughs> and I say their answer is leading, at least for what would actually transpire long term. Uh, like, like this much support may have been the plan early on, but I mean the Genesis would end up blowing the Turbo Graphics out of the water on this front. So like. I don't know. I just like, I feel like they make it seem even in their answer, you know? And if Justin made a decision based on that answer and chose the Turbo Graphics, he was probably super upset long term about their third party because that was like the Turbo Graphics, I'd say, sh- biggest shortcoming is they did a lack of good software. So, yeah. Um, at least, I mean, at least they had to kind of appear, appear impartial, you you would think. You sure, know? sure, sure. Otherwise, but, like, I'm sure TurboGrafx, they would immediately lose any kind of credibility. But the thing is, like, I mean, like, the, the thing is, like, I don't, I, I'm not doing the work. And, like, maybe they released one, each one of those developers got one title <laughs> the system at some point. So it's not a, it's not a, a, a straight up lie. But I feel like saying that all of those developers are going to be supporting the system throughout its lifespan is not true. <laughs> you know? feel kind of bad for Justin if, if <laughs> got fucked on that. We'll, we'll never know. Unless, unless hey, Justin, just... Justin, if you're listening, write in and let us know how <laughs> fucking sad this that letter ended up making you or not making you uh, in the long run. And we also have Eric Metzner of Dade City, Florida is conversely worried Sega is going out of business and that his recent SMS acquisition was, quote, a dumb move. <laughs> Which, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and what this means is Eric Eric clearly does less research than Justin does before making large purchases. <laughs> oh, sorry, Eric. I mean, yeah, for sure. Don't tell you, buddy. 
Yeah, and the last one that, that uh, was notable to me was Robbie McIntyre in Newburgh, West Virginia, and he is crazy fired up about GamePro. I almost subscribed to Nintendo Power, but then I was guided by the light from your magazine. And I, I just can, can you can you just imagine how much they were jerking off to this letter at GamePro headquarters? <laughs> you know, like yes, that's immediately in the mag. Put it in the mag. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I was going to subscribe to Nintendo Power, but chose not to. <laughs> went went the GamePro angle. Uh, so yeah, is that that might be all of them? Are there any others? <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> that's that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah dude, I fucking talked about all of them. After that, we get a handful of full pagers. Uh, take up the next few pages. A Vic Tokai game called Simply Kid Cool. Uh, this it would actually be released in March as Kid Cool in the Quest for the Seven Herbs. And the artwork here falls under the '80s cocaine creativity as well. Uh, harking back to our last episode, <laughs> it's got magicians, dragons. Cool dudes in sunglasses and leather vests, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This is like this is like this is like insane, <laughs> yeah, insane big trouble in little China mashup of, of concepts. Uh, so that's funny. And the screenshots look absolutely fucking lame. So I'm glad it's not out yet and I have to deal with it. But uh, I played it. I had Did no you? Idea. Yeah. <laughs> it okay. It's it's not terrible. It's uh, it's like an interesting kitty platformer. You know what I mean? Like it has big sprites and colors. But the jumping is annoying, and it's just kind of like, <laughs> like, yeah, maybe maybe my son might enjoy it a little bit, but yeah, yeah so I did not nothing to talk about. Vic Tokai is not their most of their games are pretty bad, so they're not batting that out of the park. Especially an action platformer, like that's the probably the worst part about that Google Thirteen game. Of all the terrible parts of that game, the worst one is the side-scrolling platform shit. So, and the jumping is annoying, and that's generally like a death knell for platformers. Like the jumping sucks. I'm not playing that. Like, right? Yeah, yeah obviously. the The need for this mechanic is in the name of the game, so you should probably spend a little time on that, <laughs> or the the genre of the game, I should say. So after that, we get that badass Double Dragon Two ad from McLean, <laughs> and our first appearance of a Tiger Electronics LCD handheld ad. As much we've talked about these a bunch, but we haven't actually seen any advertising for them. And this one is for Ninja Gaiden, and it is bringing us to the. It kind of like leads us into the cutting edge section on you guessed it, LCD handhelds, and that's why they're advertising there. And I'm kind of impressed with how truthfully, referring to the Ninja Gaiden ad, I mean, with how truthfully, but yet how well lit the screenshot screenshots are. And by that I mean like they don't try, like they're well lit. You can see them really well. So it's not like they're trying to hide it, but they also aren't over-grandizing them. You know what I mean? Like it, they, it's like a realistic portrayal of just, it's, you know, I don't know. Like it, it, they could definitely have doctored those up in some way or shape or form that not that make them look like not just those shitty LCD games. So, um, But if they did that, then it would completely lose confidence. I mean, you got it. You'd be like, what is this? But, like they, but it was again, already back then, that way anyway. Back then, you don't have to worry about that. Once, you, once they drop the dough, especially a kid like it, like, you know, I forget what we talked about. We talk about all the time, like the taking the games back. Like you don't, as a kid, you didn't like. Even if it, even if you were disappointed, I think most kids are not going back to their parents and trying to. It's like you don't want to. You don't want to. Like it's more important to not diminish faith in your opinion next time you're at the store than it is to replace this one bad decision. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't. You don't want to lose. You don't want. You don't want. You don't want. You don't want uh, client. You don't want you don't want faith in your client, or you don't want to lose 
you don't want your client to lose faith in you. <laughs> you know, so uh, I think once you make the sale in the 80s and 90s, it doesn't matter, you know. So this deceptive advertising, super easy then, way less backlash. <laughs> oh, man. I, and, and I'm just being cynical after the fact. I mean, clearly at the time, it was still Ninja Guy, and I still wanted to like it. I, it was still like my yeah, only... And yeah, until I got a an actual Game Boy, like these type of games and the acclaimed ones, like once I got them, it was just like, yes, let me play a video yeah, game with my handheld, even though they weren't amazing. I, yeah, I know. don't think like I don't, you know, people always always like compare. Like I don't, I never even as a kid, I never compared. They were completely separate concepts to me. They, you know, they're much more of just a one off thing that you could like literally, because you know, like your Game Boy was a thing. Like yeah, it had it had. You know, my Game Boy came in a case with all its games. I never, like, just dropped my Game Boy into my backpack, like, willy-nilly and let it fly around and get all fucked up. It had to stay in its cushy case and right. stay, stay stay super mid condition because that was a valuable, important piece of technology. Whereas these things were some shit I would just toss in my book bag and, like, ah, just amps. Like, my Double Dragon one would just sit in my fucking book bag. So whenever you wanted to, like, you know, and they were easier to hide. It was just less of a thing. There's no cartridges. It's just way more seamless and quick you know yeah, so they were, they were never repeating things to me as a kid dude we we had different completely experience i i only got these until i had a game boy and i never touched these again because right. it was like so we would travel a lot like as a kid like every year we were going on long like cross-country type tra tra travels and so like especially a lot of them we would drive and then fly so we would like drive from columbus to atlanta and then take a flight from atlanta to jamaica or bahamas and so in the car for hours, like until I had these, it was just toys, you know, or books. And so I once had, I got these, I it was like, board, I got a I game, had this little you know? travel board game thing that was fucking awesome, dude. It had like, it was like a travel kit. So it had a drawer with all the little pieces in it and the little tiny dice and shit. And then the top of it had, you could slide out and slide in different board game checkers. Chess, oh, I think I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking Dude. awesome. A super, and I, that was my car thing of playing that with my mom and shit. Dude, it, it was me. It was these things until the Game Boy. But whenever I got the Game Boy, those I never touched them again, because I, I was just like next level. No longer need these. I only had, so I, I, kind I, of a step I, up. I only had two to be. I said before, but I just had the pinball and then a double dragon one. So I didn't have a ton of them to begin with. Dude, I had a super old. Like you posted something on the Facebook page about like I think it was the old football game, like we'll that talk old. About Play by play baseball. I, we'll talk about it. I had a, a super old basketball version like that. It was just like red dots. Oh I yeah, well the, the, the Mattel one, the football, like, oh. the football, the that white Mattel football one. I had that too. That was my dad's toy, and like that's <laughs> that's like a that's one of the first. That's like that's, one, so that's, that's like a, that's like a, that's yeah that's like a famous toy that you know is 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 I think you know is one of the first electronic handheld toys ever. Uh, and then, yeah, Mattel made, but the football one was, was super popular. And yeah, with just the red dots and they actually, you could plant like, it was such a shitty game. Was my jam. Yeah. I, loved yeah. <laughs> I never played the football. football I never, I never saw the basketball one, but yeah, I, I had the football. <laughs> yeah. Those were, that was, those are like, you can, those are super easy to find a ton on, on the internet. Those are, those are super <laughs> famous toys. Um, if only in part because they were made by Mattel. So they were fucking everywhere, you know, back then. But this was like the step up to that. Like I had that and I got this. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Looks like an actual sprite, you know, yeah. to some extent. This is yeah. a ninja. Yeah, I, <laughs> I had a little more intermediary. So I had this like a little, there are these, uh, they were like miniature arcade cabinets. I had a Pac-Man one that was red dots. 
they were like little cabinets like this big you know and though there's, there's they had a bunch there's a frogger one i remember there were a bunch of those uh, but i actually watched a video one time of some guy like, take them apart clean them fucking refurbishing them i watched like a whole 30 minute video of some dude taking them apart and like redoing he like reprinted the stickers and it was like i don't know wildly, wildly satisfying to watch him do it <laughs> i think of the donkey kong one uh mm. and yeah so yeah those were cool too i had those that was kind of a two-go oh. thing that got that came before, right before probably I got these LCD handhelds. Had a lot of I had a lot of water games where you just push the remember those you push the fucking oh yeah push the button. <laughs> those were annoying. Shoot, I had a basketball actually I had a basketball one of those that was fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, to yeah. keep yeah and you just <laughs> come on get it. the fucking thing. Yeah, I had a bunch of little ring ones and she had a bunch of those. I had these mechanized things. They were like I, I, they were called I think they were called things actually was the the brand name of them. And there was like there was a the, the probably the most popular one was one. It was a frog, a little green frog, and there was a tree next to the frog that would spin, and and these and the fly, these pink flies would hang from the tree, and it would spin, and you would hit the button, and the frog would go up and pull. Tr you're trying to pull the flies off the. There were a bunch of them. There was a, there was a one when there was a knight, and you had to take his sword and and pop these little metal rings off this thing. Oh they, yeah. They were all based on like a little motor that turned something, and then something that was trying to grab shit off of it. You know, there was a whole line of those. I had, I had a bunch of bunch of shit that was the intermediary before handheld video games <laughs> car rides and shit anyhow the cutting edge uh tries to further this idea in their closing paragraph of this feature uh it says handhelds won't make you trash your nes but they're no bench warmers either that's, that's how they put it so ever so <laughs> i had so many of these dude so yeah. many of these. yeah i had yeah, the they... nfl football one i had road race i had wrestlemania wrestlemania those, you, you got a lot of those acclaimed favorite. ones yeah, yeah maybe it was my jam. Those are all they always. They they look they looked even as a kid me, they looked janky to me. Like I was like ah no I'm good enough. <laughs> I was a huge wrestling fan as a kid. Like not like I stopped sure, I caring once I got to like age sixteen or seventeen. But like yeah, as a kid I was like give me the WrestleMania. Like that was. My because it was WrestleMania, and, that, and that's how that's exactly why I claimed got away with them being shittier because they were big on the licensing. You know they had they had like. Not even like you know the Tiger ones. They had Ninja Guy. They had games, but Acclaim went full on. They 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 like licensed like other media properties like wrestling and NFL football and shit like that. So yeah, they probably got a lot of kids uh, hooked on that basis. Sure. So yeah, they're so yeah they have Tiger, Konami, and Acclaim ones here, and there's a big focus on the sports titles, of course, in line with the cover story of the issue. Uh, a couple little copy things I liked in the 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 big fun in small packages section on the first page there. <laughs> So one part reads, like their predecessors, this new generation of handhelds is compact enough to fit in your gym bag, your fanny pack, or even your back pocket. Jay, did you ever rock a fanny pack? I did rock a fanny pack. <laughs> yeah, I had a blue I one. I definitely there. did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I had a Pizza Hut fanny pack at one point. I definitely had just like, like, so we would go to like flea markets as a kid because you could get like, like cheap Nintendo games and cheap Atari games. I'd be like so excited. Cars, CDs, and tapes and shit. The bootleg tapes and shit we used to get. Jamie's oh, Flea Market. That's what my local one's called. Where's your, where's your skull? What was our? I think it was like the Southside Flea Market or something. It was like <laughs> that sounds yeah. super. Oh, that's great. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, memories. Memories of taking my dollars and my coins and trying to get a cheap, cheap California games. Yeah, yeah, you want to, yeah, be a pocket. I've, I've said this before. I think we talked about ruse extensively, the shoes. But yeah, pockets were very important to me as a kid. I don't know why. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the fuck I needed to store, but I know having the option was super critical to me as a kid. 
you kidding me? My daughter walks around with stuff all the time. So yeah, it's just like a kid. You make stuff. You find stuff you want to collect. It's a little, it's just, it, 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 yeah. it's a little bit of privacy. You know, it's your fanny pack. Only awesome. you know what's in there. <laughs> stuff for later. You never know what, what the day's going to hold. Life's crazy. Shit, shit flies at you. Got to be ready. <laughs> yeah, and then another another blurb I liked. Don't worry. All the games have sound controls so you can play without disturbing anybody or getting caught. And because, fuck yes, playing these babies in the back of class. That's also the double dress. Again, talking about the 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 seamlessness, the, the, the quick come and go, turn it off, play easier to you don't have to deal with things like cartridges and like other accessories it's just like a it's all there in the one little thing so you could hide it take it out of your pocket your book bag your trapper keeper whatever and play that shit in the back of class much easier i think than you could a game boy you know so yes and and then you run the risk of them ending up locked in the teacher's bottom desk drawer for the next semester if you fuck it up so being able to hide them or do them without getting caught very important. <laughs> I had very different ideas of school. I'd never brought mine to school. Really? Oh my god, dude! Video games all I want. That's great. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I told the story before. I, I was fucking renting my Game Boy out in fourth grade. I almost got expelled. For, like <laughs> taking kids' lunch money and shit. I was yeah. Building an enterprise. You're an yeah. enterprising young man. Should be celebrated. Absolutely. I, that's that's my uncle came to school and said that to the principal. Like, yeah, what do you what, like? They explained the thing to him. He's like. What's the problem? <laughs> like, sounds fucking brilliant to me. I don't know. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, he's got like a little price list on a little notepad. Like, this sounds fucking incredible. <laughs> We're organized. Like, uh, it sounds like yeah, so life business to me. It sounds like me. Like, we may need to get him a tax advisor. Is what it sounds like to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking, not that he should be getting suspended. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. After that, we get a couple ads, Game Pros, and like they're proprietary, subscribe to our mag shit, and then that weird color dreams ad with the shitty unlicensed NES library games that we talked about. And that takes us to Pro Classics, and this is sports, of course, and they're going with the OG track and field from Konami on the NES. And the sequel had a Nintendo Power cover in the first year of the mag, so we, you know, we, we fucked with that a little bit when, when that was the case, but I don't think I'd ever tried this first one, to be honest with you, uh, or... Uh, have you had you ever played this game? The first never. one? I'd never played it. it. It's I mean it's an Olympic mini game, Olympic event mini game, of course, as as the cover would insinuate. Uh, and I tried fucking with it. The ROM, I think our ROM's busted, or the ROM I have is busted in that library. Like I couldn't get it. I like I don't know. Like, I, I don't care enough about the underlying sports to begin with, which really are all just activities by my measure. They're not even sports, and that's a whole uh, if you want to hear my long, narrow-minded opinion on that, I think, actually, I talked about it extensively in that track and field, too. Uh, episode, <laughs> Tendo Power Issue 3 episode, I give my full spiel on why Olympic, Olympic sports are just activities and not sports. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, wow. I tried playing the, tried playing yeah. the game, uh, and I fucking, I don't know, man. It, it's, it's not working for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I also, as a result of that, picked up track and field 2 and was playing that. And I was still just kind of like, I feel like I need rapid fire. Like I was playing yeah, the fencing. It, 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 they're, like... they're just many games. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, the second one looks great. It, like the visuals of it are awesome. But yeah, the the gameplay, like each one of them are like, yeah, they seemed like super. I remember thinking they looked like super. They, they seemed like super nuanced mini games that you would have to read the instruction book for each one to be able to properly play. Like I remember playing the swimming one and just not being able to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not, why is this not working? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, because I'm sure you have to alternate. Who the fuck knows? There's only so many buttons. You'd think it'd be super easy, but yeah, uh, yeah, I couldn't even get I couldn't get the first one to even work that well. So, 
whatever. Probably not that fun of a game, I would guess, if you are able to get it to work. And after that, we get Hot at the Arcades, and this is also sports titles, as you might imagine. We have Center Court from Sega, which is a tennis joint, and I never played it, and I don't ever recall noticing it, but that is very possibly because I would never give the slightest hint of consideration to playing a tennis game in an arcade. <laughs> so, that's probably what's up with that. The other one is Tournament Cyberball from Atari, and I don't know... I did, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know, I guess, what Cyberball was, but it's described here as a sci-fi heavy metal football in the copy. And that sounds interesting to me. And there, there was no screenshot in my, like, super interesting random thing. The screenshot, or the scan, rather, in the magazine I have, or the scan of the magazine that I have, is has the screenshot actually cut out. It looked like someone used a fucking straight razor, like the kid, I guess, that had this issue literally cut out the screenshot of that of this game and i so badly wanted on the story of what the kid's mindset was when he did that so you, you, just, right? you just you just know it's an insane crazy ass kid thing that he's doing with these with it you know uh and that's clearly just a random little thing but anyway so i couldn't see what it was so i, I actually pulled up a play vid to get a look at it and it's actually called cyberball 2072 on release and it doesn't look like a bad football sim for the time it's very it's like a top-down vertical perspective that i would say is very reminiscent of those early madden games you know mm. as far as you know, it plays and how it looks and you can pick plays on both offense and defense so there's way more strategy than tech mobile in that regard and there is a like reading the copy here there's a real-time team management aspect of your robot players so you earn money in game as you play and like make good plays or whatever that fund improvements of your players on the fly, like at quarter and halftime breaks and shit. And that is like really interesting. I think for an arcade game, you know, like that level of control and management style. And it, it also says in here that it has fucking microtransactions, dude, that you can drop quarters to basically buy the money to improve players and get the in-game currency while you play. So what that means is, if you were playing this game against a rich kid, he could just fire quarters in there, <laughs> make the fucking team better, and I would have knocked the motherfucker out. <laughs> like, it's like a, not, I mean, not really. I was a tiny-ass kid. I wasn't knocking anyone out. But I would have been super steamed. <laughs> right? Like, how fuck would that have been to just be playing some rich-ass kid? And he's just like, you get up there and, like, maybe you get ahead by a touchdown. He doesn't like the way things are going. He's like, fuck this. And he digs into his little fucking quarter dispenser. He's boom, 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 boom. <laughs> then he has Bo Jackson, basically. <laughs> what if it was worse than that and you could, like, play on your own, putting in a bunch of quarters and, like, get better. And then somebody else just walks up and they're just, like, level different and you don't even know you're just playing you're just right. getting crushed like, yeah i have no idea like yeah i mean yeah it's a good question like how do you know what you're walking into yeah like how yeah how how does the like the continuation go you know like so you, if you are a person playing alone like you, you think that you, the person coming up wouldn't want to just join the game you were playing so like I, I wonder how that exact functionality worked you know what i mean and then also if you play if you finish a game one player do you get to keep that team and play another game with that progression having been achieved, like it's a lot of questions. That's what I mean. Like it's such a uh, deeper way to to have a uh, to have a football game. Um, what are you doing, yo? You hear that crazy ass noise? <laughs> it's like a dinosaur in his mouth, running around, cooing at me. 
Anyways, yeah, so yeah, super, I don't know, just way more interesting than most fuck football, arcade football games of that era, or maybe ever. I don't know. I, mean, I guess I haven't played a football game in a fucking arcade in a while, um, a new one either, but it just seems like a lot for an arcade game. Right. That's probably why we didn't see too many of those with uh, microtransactions in that. Yeah, maybe, yeah. But pretty forward thinking in that regard, I guess. <laughs> WCW Wrestling on NES menu theme, bringing us into Act 2 of Game Pro 7. And the first thing we got here is our man Francis Mao coming back with Chapter 6 of The Adventures of Game Pro. And this one is titled Deadly Games. And California Games is the setting for Totterino this month. They really didn't take any swings at comedy like I thought they would with this more lighthearted setting. You know, we talked about, like, how are they going to approach California Games? Like, you'd think it'd be a little... Never, but they was like very super serious the whole time. And I was very kinda, straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> super bummed out by that. It climaxes in a roller skating race where Todd and the baddie disqualify each other and are transported into ghouls and ghosts as the next game setting. So that will be installment number seven. After that, it is ProView time and the evil imperialist Nintendo and their diabolical NES comes first, as it always does for the ProViews. And the first thing we have is Hot Bee's Black Bass. And for the sports extravaganza that lay before us here. <laughs> and we have a new reviewer name that I like on this one. Brother Buzz is, is who viewed this game. And I don't recall seeing that name yet as a reviewer. I had not noticed this before, uh, if, if it's not in the first instance. But at the end of all articles on games in this issue, they are putting the MSRP for the game. And that's... I like that a lot because I guess I like numbers. I don't know. It's thirty nine bucks even for this track and field was twenty nine ninety nine for that. So they even had it in that pro classics thing. It's not just the pro views. And I'll say it again. I think this is a good game, dude. I know you're for, for the time. This 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 is a good fishing game, dude. And I I do not. I will admit I do not. However, think it would be fun to play right now for a lot of reasons. <laughs> but at the time, I think it was a very good fishing simulation that I did enjoy playing, and I don't think should get shit on regularly like it does. End of topic. I know you don't like it. <laughs> I don't understand the game. I tried it. Like, hey, I don't. Dude, I it's don't a love simulation, fishing. bro. You but... have got to read the manual to fucking understand. It's a simulation game in nineteen fucking eighty nine. You're not <laughs> be able to just pick it up and go. <laughs> you gotta fucking. You it's gotta... also still fishing. So even real life, I'm like, I've got to be like hanging out with people I really want to spend time with, like with a beer, like. I got to be doing other things to really enjoy the fishing, like like the act of itself. It's like, yeah. So for the time, it was. So I'll leave it alone. <laughs> Granted, I like I said I fished as a kid, so that was part. Of, I'm sure there was some overlap there. But after that, we get Asmic Corpse Top Players Tennis, and that's playing second fiddle there to Black Bass. And I'd never heard of Asmic. Uh, they have a handful of other titles I'd never heard of as well. So I'm guessing they kind of came and went without much hubbub as far as being a developer for the NES goes. And this is a tennis game, as you would imagine, based on the name. And it's endorsed by two tennis players I've never fucking heard of. <laughs> Chris Everett and Ivan Lindell. Not that I know who any tennis players, like maybe Andre Agassi. Uh, and that might be it. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of a lot more, but. Yeah, the fucking, that's the twins. Uh, 
but everybody's later I'm, than that. Yeah, like, I don't know if I heard of them by 1989, you know? Yeah, like, I'm, yeah I'm super, I'm struggling right now. There's another big one from this era. There was, there was Agassi, Andre Agassi, and then another, like Jimmy Connors. Or, I don't know. There's, 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 if I, there's a, a few that if I saw the names, like, oh yeah, Pete Sampras, yeah. there's one for you. But he, wasn't he after this? <clears throat> Maybe, I don't know, but all I'm, it doesn't matter. No. I'm just trying to name yeah. you. I'm not, I'm not going by era here. I'm just trying to fucking just demonstrate some <laughs> level of tennis familiarity <laughs> uh, but surprisingly enough dude this is a fun game it's pretty fucking good i mean as best as i can tell about a tennis game i don't have a lot of bases yeah. by which to judge but yeah i mean it's got a great looking title screen the cut scene and menu artwork is really good it has four player functionality that works with the nes satellite uh and and the, and the four score so you can get some heated two on two doubles action if that kind of thing puts your boat, you know so that's fucking cool four player thing is not every game by any length at this time so that's cool and you can make your own player and there's a stat distribution aspect to that so you know, I mean, Todd was definitely a brute force player when I made my guy. So, like, you know, like, it's just cool that like, you get, you have, you have, like, as you make your character, like, you have little tennis rackets for a bunch of different little skill categories. And whether, according to the, the, I did, I wasn't able to win <laughs> to tell, but yeah. the, uh, according to the copy here, you, whether you create the player or you use the pre-made ones, your player develops their skill, their skills as you play. And that is RPG elements, baby, and I fucking love those. There are voice samples that are pretty fucking legit, a lot of them in the game, you know, for the different fucking 40 love or whatever the fuck the scoring system is for tennis. So, yeah, man, like, I mean, you know, the gameplay seemed pretty fluid and decent by NES tennis standards. You know, you got to – it's got the whole, like, it makes you – you have to choose between backhanding and forehanding or whatever. So there's – and, like, which side – of your body, the racket is when you're hitting. So like the physics, I guess that make up the nuances of tennis are semi well represented here. You know what I mean? So, right. yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. Like, there's not really anything I could bad about. I could say it other than you have to play tennis while you play it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the small sprites threw me off at first, but like, and I'm definitely not good at this game. But I wanted to keep playing, and I, I felt like I was starting to get the hang of it. And that's odd. Like, it's tennis is not a sport I played go, growing up. Like, I would talk smack to tennis players in high school for fun, like just to challenge them, just for fun. Like when we were when I was a senior, because why not? Um, not being serious about it. But it's it's not even a sport that I really know much about. But it's still fun. It, like it's because to me, it's kind of just. It's like playing badminton. Like I've played that all my life, so it's kind of like similar concept. Let's let's go. You know? I played the shit out of Wii tennis, dude. And I was good as fucking. Oh yeah, Wii tennis was fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Wii tennis. Yeah, everybody's played Wii tennis. That was a jam. Right. Yeah, that was fucking great. See, I played. Why? Shit. Why is there not switch tennis? Is there a switch tennis? Like, why didn't they not? Well, there's probably seventy five switch tennises. <laughs> why is it not talked about? Like every like Wii tennis was a blast. Like, why do I not know about this? Like, right. I need to look it up. <laughs> That wouldn't be any fun. <laughs> That's exactly why. Same reason switch bowling. <laughs> yeah. True, true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is not a sport; it's an activity. But it it is forty four ninety five MSRP for this game. Um, and, little premium, little premium yeah. of a bike pass. I appreciate yeah. that. A little bit premium <laughs> for a fucking NES game, I guess. Uh, although it gets, it's not the most premium by any length. The next game is High Tech Expressions is Chess Master, and chess is definitely not a sport. Definitely an activity. <laughs> and it's probably a solid chess game for the NES. I mean, I, you know, I don't really play chess games on the NES, but it looks pretty good. The 
MSRP is forty nine ninety five on this one. So come correct with your wallets, chess aficionados. <laughs> I, I didn't have the ROM for this, but I'm fairly certain I played this as a you kid. Did, you I, did actually. I was. It's in a ROM library. You had it. Really? I yeah. looked and I tried it. It's. I, I don't. You know. It's. There's. I have a different chess. I have battle chess and like another chess, but I don't have this specific battle one. chess. Is cool. I, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm not. I, I might not even have tried. I may be lying. I may be making that up. But I know I played it as a kid and it was fun. But I, I was a chess dude. I was in chess club as a kid, so I, I like it. I like chess too, but I didn't want to play it on the NES. I mean, I, I have, a, I have a sweet ass glass board that I, you know, I wish I played more, uh, but I do not. Yeah, but if you want an opponent, you know, to have a computer opponent play against you, that was my thing as a kid. Like I would have people to play with a lot. So like having the computer sign me up. Yeah, um, battle chess is fucking awesome. That was super yeah, cool. Just, that's just, fun. Just, like, <laughs> to get to the base and fucking battle for the spot. That's cool. <laughs> that's fucking super yeah. cool. So after that, we get another fucking FCI and Pony Canyon collaboration, World Championship Wrestling, a.k.a. WCW Wrestling, the lesser of the two fake wrestling entities from the 80s and 90s. And they, they start you off here with a pretty slick slideshow of all the wrestlers. Ric Flair, Sting, Lex Luger, the Legion of Doom operating under their bullshit WCW pseudonym. The Road Warriors. What a rush! <laughs> They're on the box art, too, as they should be. Uh, I fucking love them and their spiked shoulder pads. And there are a bunch of others with normal names that probably made the jump to a cool name later. And I just don't know enough about this dumb shit to know who they became. But that, like that, that, like that and that's kind of, I think you were already on. When I, I went over to my buddy Shawnee's house like, like two summers ago or something now, he, had, he, he still watches wrestling. Like he, I mean, it's funny too. Cause like he, you know, I don't know. It's, it's not like he's. It's weird. Like adults that watch wrestling are such a, a thing. Like it's such an interesting. It's like all It's like they clearly know at least most of them. Maybe not all of them. Most of them realize the complete absurdity and stupidity of it, but are still somewhat. They like they they dupe themselves into the belief level enough to entertain it. And like the psychoanalysis of that is very interesting. But he had this. He, he invited people over and. It was a W, it was SummerSlam or whatever the fuck it was. And dude, I hadn't watched a wrestling pay per view event in fucking 20 years. So, right. you know, and like it, they don't have, none of them have names now. They're all just dudes' names, which is really, that's, it was so fucking lame and dumb to me that they all, Chris Jericho is one I can think of offhand right now. Like they, they're all just dudes' names. They, none of them have cool names. And it's like, mm. what the fuck? That is awful. Like, like it's stay. absolutely like, awful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, Macho Man Randy Savage, fucking it's, you know, there were a the handful of warrior. Yeah, there were a handful of, of, of wrestlers like Shawn Michaels, you know, but even he was the Rockers first, you know. So, like, there's just a lot of things that, like, it's it, like the, the axe and smash of demolition. That's exactly. Yeah. Like, fucking, you know, it's just it's Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Brett the Hitman Hart, like, just so much about uh, Sergeant Slaughter, like, so much about that shit was just like the dumb charade of it. Like, to take that away is just oh wait what is what is left <laughs> you know what is left so yeah so going through and like the, the guys with real names even back then like oh like that must have just been i don't know <laughs> such a bummer you know like i don't know if they got to decide that or like who decided that like no you're just gonna have your name bro and you, you had to be like oh man really <laughs> like fucking, you know I can't nothing. I can't like get nothing. I can't come up like I'll come up with something, man. <laughs> like if I come up with it. something better, we'll wait. We'll wait. Something <laughs> unique and original right here. Like, like. <laughs> such a bummer. Anyhow, the in-game sprites, animation, controls are all pretty fucking terrible in this game. Dude, and, I, oh, fuck. 
it's still so dude, upsetting. It's still probably better than the WWF WrestleMania one, though. The, the one that's already out on the WWF side. I don't know. I used to play that one a ton, and I feel like I I I thought I played this one, but it just it's so terrible from a control standpoint. I'm like, I had to have hated. But this. it had the meters, and like there were like there were like little things, little mechanics that that came closer to the first good wrestling game I can think of. Royal Rumble on Genesis. Oh, that Royal it, Rumble meters and the you know the six buttons and all that shit. Like I, that's that's one I've reclaimed. I have Nintendo. I think it was right. The game, yeah, yeah. They had a, they were there were a few good ones. They had a, a few of the events came out on carts uh, at uh, on the 16-bit era that were really good. But yeah, they had the meters and there was like you know the characters had specific things and like there was like good grapple mechanics and yeah. like they were trying to do that here. Where I mean the WrestleMania. On NES, it's just I think it's just punching and kicking, and then you like it's super hard to get into a You're like how do I get into the right grapple body move? slam? Yeah, you can't like it's I think it's way more opaque. This one it was kind of cool actually. You go through the menu at the start and you like pick your moves, so you like a little bit of, of that was cool. custom yeah. custom ability with with the actual moves you use, you know, which is cool. Um, so yeah, I mean there were like things that were better. But overall, it was not fun, you know. It's still, it's just tough to get into the grapple. Like you're, I felt like I was just getting whooped every time. The dude was just kicking me before I could like get on the right plane, like you would if you were playing like Streets of Rage or something. Like it's just not working. I just, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just I, whoever I the fuck I picked. I don't know if it was the guy I was playing against or me. I don't. I'm not even sure. But like whoever the fuck I picked, I got thrown out of the ring. And then like the second we both got outside the ring, a wrench came flying out from underneath the ring and the guy just fucking caught me up the fucking head with it. I was like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> you get props and can whack each other with props and shit. So just like that's like in Royal Rumble you just had the chairs, which is cool too. But right. it's it's cooler that like it would be cool. Because that is very, you know, the heels in particular will like hide shit underneath the ring and stuff. Like like their manager or something will like hire an object and like the manager distracts the ref and the guy fucking hits him over the head with yeah. something. You know? like, yeah. That's why I wanted to like this. I wanted to like this so much. I just, uh, I couldn't. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I never, I never played it. But I mean, you know, we FCI and Pony Canyon. We shouldn't know, dude. I mean, <laughs> it's not batting it out of the park. Yeah, it's ruining our life on the fucking side quest right now. It's not gonna fucking make it any better here, probably. It is two dollars cheaper than the chess game, though. Explain that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The next one is American Sammy's Michael Andretti's World GP. And this is not out till June, so I don't have to deal with any racing games. It's a Formula One race or two, which is extra meh for me. It's also definitely not a sport. It's an activity, albeit a very dangerous one. <laughs> and then we get our uh, tried and true two banger for the power glove. Fuck that. We're not going to talk about it. And then a time uh, that closes out the, the, the NES shit and, and turns our attention to SMS. And Walter Payton football is first, and we've talked about this before. And I love that you weren't even sure you, th you thought it had to be a Genesis game. You're like, I can't find the Genesis ROM, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, that's not a fucking Genesis game. <laughs> I think I think Walter Payton is no, he's not dead by then, but he's definitely retired by the time the Genesis comes out. So, which is why he was a horrible choice to license for the SMS version because he was like on his last leg. But um, yeah, it's not horrible for an SMS game, but no thanks. And the MSRP on it is fifty one ninety nine, the highest we've seen. Get a fucking grip that it costs more than any fucking NES game, you know? Yeah, yeah. no thanks. Yeah. After that, we have Casino Games, and that is the Casino minigame joint with a decent little pinball game built into it we've talked about. 
So nothing really, anything even remotely new for the SMS, fittingly so. I mean, what, you know, although they were supposedly releasing new games for it still, which is fucking insane. Right. Which is <laughs> developing eight more new games. Like, all right, well, we'll, <laughs> well I'll be on the Genesis. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with those. A Trade West ad for the NES Double Dragon we have not seen is in here. And it's real, I think it's cool, like a cool ass ad. It's, it's like a, Monochrome artwork of the two brothers, nose to nose, and the headline reads "The Ultimate Dragon Slayer" up top. And it's it's fascinating that it's that they have an ad for Double Dragon when they also already had an ad for Double Dragon Two at the very beginning. But you know, that's you know, it's marketing. So much of marketing is about like brand familiarity and stuff, and the idea that you could sell both carts to someone. They're probably like, yeah, like it'll just mul- <laughs> it'll, it'll multiply. It's like a multiplier effect, <laughs> you know, like, like trying to sell that to the, to the comment. Yeah, it's got. I, I, this, <laughs> like I see in this ad, I, it made me look up the definition of ultimate because I, I I realized I didn't like maybe know exactly what it meant. And I was like, <laughs> the definition is the best achievable or imaginable of its kind. And I, and I was like, okay, that's good, a good, good choice then. That's that be the definition of ultimate. After that, we have that uh, that Tecmo Wrestling ad, which still isn't out yet. April is when it drops, but I'm confident it is going to put the licensed WWF and WCW bullshit we've seen to absolute shame. I don't know if you know that game firsthand, mm-hmm. but uh, we shall see. Yeah, we shall see. I recall correctly, it's a pretty fucking good wrestling game. I did play Tecmo Baseball um, after looking at this ad, though, because I was like, have I played this game before? And I hit back-to-back home runs with Cincinnati, so it's got to be a great game. I don't know if you've yeah. played this before. So I th- I think I think I have tried it. It's very it's 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 in line with the Super Tecmo Bowl feel, is it not? Like the team yeah, selection, it's, it feels very yeah. it's like it's like the baseball version of Super Tecmo Bowl, right? That's yeah. how I feel. Yeah. Yep. So it's yeah, yeah. Baseball game. Not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think they did they did a similar like the Tecmo basketball that comes out a little later. I think is kind of the same deal. It's like a super. Tecmo Bowl version of, of basketball. Uh, although probably not nearly as fun. That's my guess. Because basketball is tougher on the NES. Genesis is next, but it is disappointingly all sports games we've already talked about because they're in that main Genesis three-pager ad that we keep seeing. They have Tommy Lasorda Baseball, Arnold Palmer Golf, and World Championship Soccer. And it is a $59.99 MSRP for the first two, $39.99 for soccer. Which is about right, I guess. Well, I don't know. Golf sucks, too. And it's just an activity. It's not a sport. But... <laughs> Oh, well, that's a tough one. I don't know. That's definitely that. That super. If, if a fucking eighty-year-old man can do it, it's a fucking activity. It's not a sport. Get a fucking grip. <laughs> like it's fucking just not. Sorry. Oh, that's great. Or, not, <laughs> calling it an activity. I make this again. I'm, I'm being redundant here. Calling it an activity does not mean it's not hard. Like I am awful at tennis, golf. I'll never be good at. it. I don't have the patience for it. They are incredibly difficult. But they're incredibly difficult activities. They're not sports. But tennis is, <laughs> tennis is not a sport. You're saying tennis is not a sport. Tennis it's an activity. Not a sport. Fucking what? Activity. Fucking activity. I think I think no. Venus and Serena Williams no. would disagree. I've already with you. I, weren't you on it when I was? Weren't you on that episode? Haven't I already given you this? I, I don't think so. No. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. <laughs> it is not a sport because a sport to me requires a strategic team element to it. And yes, you can play doubles tennis. But fuck you, there's no strategy there. You're just whacking the ball back and forth. You're, <laughs> I need, I need a, a, a team-wide strategic approach, a, co- a collective team-wide strategic approach element to the activity to make it a sport. So then that, boxing is an activity in your definition. Correct. correct. Mm. No, no, I don't, there's, also, there's, there's, a, there's a lot. It's still not a sport. 
but there is a lot there's a lot more strategy than people give boxing credit for for sure uh agree agree but again it's not it's not interdependent on other human beings the interdependency of strategy and your fellow teammates is what the 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 defining characteristic for me to qualify for. interesting very interesting interesting definition <laughs> I've never said, never made the claim I'm not an asshole. At, the, <laughs> at, the, uh, at this juncture in my life, I was really hoping the slot section would have some fucking games that I actually had an interest in playing because the ProView lineup is absolute dog shit for this issue. I was so bummed out at the end of the ProViews that it's literally nothing I want to touch yet. <clears throat> and I had forgotten when I was reading through this part, I had done the first section of the mag and put it down for a while. So I had forgotten Revenge of Shinobi was in that early ad so there, there was literally at this point in my mind i was thinking that there is nothing yet i even want kind of want to touch <laughs> oh i felt 100 percent the same way because i did the same thing i was like what this i, I got nothing i got nothing right i now. was fucking bummed out and like i started thinking i was like our next episode is episode is number 50 of the pod and it would be like so nice to have a commemorative episode that wasn't on some total bullshit <laughs> that no one cares about, you know. I was like, we have to choose some awful game for our 50th episode. That'll be such a fuck you. Uh, that, that this Arnold was... Palmer golf episode. <laughs> yeah, like, ah, fuck you. <sighs> yeah. So after that, we have a ton of ads peppered in here, and through the TurboGrafx 16, Atari 7800, and Game Boy Pro views on sports titles, we thankfully do not need to address, unless you want to take us through our Atari corner uh, <laughs> uh, for 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 the month, Jay. Which uh, is actually it's one of the. I don't want to play it, but Mean 18 is a cool-ass golf game name. I like that name for a golf game, and I've never seen anything like it elsewhere. Um, I, I have to agree. Uh, my, <laughs> It's funny. I, I wrote down in my notes, I was like, I hate to say it, but the thought of playing golf on my beloved Atari <laughs> hard pass. Rough hard pass. Although, <laughs> I love in it. its defense, they appropriately price it at thirty four ninety nine. <laughs> they know what they're doing. They, yeah. they know where they're standing. <laughs> they knew how fucking budget. <laughs> yeah, the base is loaded on Game Boy is twenty four ninety five. So you can get a Game Boy game for ten dollars less than you can get and, a, and more value, much a, more way value. more value. Yeah, <laughs> way more value. Uh, and yeah, the, the Turbo Graphics games range from fifty four to forty two that are here. So that's kind of the the economics, economic analysis of of our ProView section. And there are two ads after that that we haven't touched on before, so let's discuss, or in there, rather, that we haven't discussed. One is Acclaim pitching their wireless controllers, the double player, and I fucking love this ad. There are two dickhead teenage waspy kids, Bradley and Todd, are good guesses for their names, and they're nose-to-nose with dead serious looks on their faces, you know? Uh, like, like think, like, the what they're going for here is, like, heavyweight boxer way in, you know? Mm-hmm. Toe-to-toe. Uh, I don't respect your mother. <laughs> postures <laughs> with their sweaters and their button up yeah, button fuck. down shirts underneath like come on <laughs> yeah i never i never wore that as a kid come yeah. On. yeah i didn't have, i sweaters fuck sweaters i hate i hate sweaters and i hated denim like with a passion as a kid <laughs> but i've seen this ad so much as a kid like looking at it i'm like oh yeah i remember seeing this like double player like it would like in the ad, they would shoot red laser beams from the controllers. No, like that's their old ad. We've seen that ad a bunch of times. They're of their their right. They, but there was a a video like version of this as well, I believe, where they also did it. 
because we we are going to talk about their commercial here in a minute foreshadowing <laughs> uh but i yeah the maybe the, yeah oh no they did you're right yeah lightsabers you're right you're right sorry sorry you're right you're right, you're right. that's what it is it's it's like the lightsaber deal you're right sorry uh but it's yeah so i've never used these before but they're acclaimed so my guess is they're total shit uh if i'm wrong about that please hit us up via email or facebook or reddit and let us know that i'm a negative piece of shit and wrong by all means but my guess is they're not good <laughs> and there is also an ad from a company called share data and this game is called chiller and the artwork is some pretty cool zombies in a graveyard action that i like for its grittiness i saw this ad and i was like oh that's like pretty I don't know. Um, not kitty artwork that suggests maybe the underlying game has some maturity to it too, and you don't always get that on the NES, so that's kind of interesting. And this is the game, as we mentioned, they're touting and giving away on the cover, so they're highly aligned with Game Pro in this issue. And there is a sleeved arm reaching in from the vantage point's perspective, a la first person shooter, with what I'd maybe interpret as a wand in its hand in the ad, you know? And I, like it's shooting a burst of energy at a hand reaching out of a grave that uh, it's kind of hard to say, like maybe the hand is shooting at the wand or maybe the wand is shooting at it. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say based on the way it looks, but in any event, that's kind of interesting is my point that like that first person think like fucking doom kind of arm thing, you know, you don't, that's not a thing that it, like, that's not like you think about that now. That's how every fucking first person game is. That didn't exist yet. So Dude, you're, you're, my mind is blown that you're even thinking this way. I look at this and I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at? <laughs> like, like all I see, like an ad for a game. Is this his game? Like all I see is it says chiller. And I'm like, two player simultaneous action, where, what? But at the bottom, like in a big square at last, affordable arcade cartridges now available to play at home. Like to order what? Like, like am I... I thought this was an ad for like one of like all these other ads behind it where you're like ordering cartridges from some company. Like, so I didn't know. I was like, what is chiller? Is this a company? I have no idea what I'm looking at. You're talking well, about first player art, well, like first player shooters. I'm like, what? Everything, this is an ad? everything you're saying. It's so confusing. highlights the fact that there are no screenshots. The reason, or, or rather, I think is dependent on the idea that there are no screenshots. And the reason there's no screenshots, Jay, is because this game is fucking terrible and it looks absolutely like dog shit so smart marketing don't put any don't even put any of that shit on there <laughs> that's why you feel that way so well uh, they, they definitely would have never gotten my money because i didn't even know it was a game like i i, I thought this was like a, a storefront thing and they were selling games and it was called chiller maybe they're selling scary games like it just at for nintendo i guess for play on the nintendo like this makes no sense to me. This is the worst. This might be the worst ad we've ever seen. Josh. And that, and, and and not having. Well, I know. Again, the yeah. art's cool. It might be the worst in, in functionality. Yes, yeah, yeah. In, in marketing functionality, not gonna argue with you. <laughs> I, I, it, it may, yeah. And it, it, honestly, I didn't, hadn't thought about it until now. But you might be right in pointing out that it might be the only ad in this magazine for a game without a screenshot. Like that so might be like. Tell, you, it, you legitimately can't tell it's a game. Like <laughs> it's a game. until you said that at the beginning, I'm like, wait, so it's a it's a well, game. Okay. Well, Jay, fuck you. If you read, <laughs> read the copy, okay, it tells you. <laughs> it says at I last. It, I still don't get it. At last, <laughs> at last, affordable arcade cartridges are now available to play at home. And affordable, yeah, affordable in a marketing context always means it's shitty. 
but you're knowingly accepting that in exchange for a reduced cost. That's what that's that's the definition of affordable in a marketing context. So but I saw I, that. But and, I and have so. my affordable cartridges. I've been playing at home. They're called Atari. So what are you? <laughs> so are you selling me Atari games for 1995? Because they're not. I mean, you're selling me a Nintendo game. Like what is happening? Is this a reseller? I'm still. You're not selling me on this. Like it's no. terrible. Throw it. And out. they all they also have the thing going on here. That I love. It's happened so frequently back in, back then because it's just there wasn't a, there wasn't a a universally defined and accepted vernacular for video game in games whatever. So yeah, they, it sounds like they don't understand the technology they're selling in here. It says arcade cartridges now available to play at home and like like you know, the questions like all cartridges for NES have always been available to play at home. That is not a now new and. What in the fuck is an arcade cartridge? <laughs> you know, like, there's just, yeah, just, they just don't. There's clearly a disconnect between and under, like, people who play games and understand what they mean to some degree, the, the verbiage and the people who design this ad. And, like, they don't play, you just tell they don't play games. You can just tell they don't play games, you know? So, again, it's like that parent, the, your parents talking about it and they don't care. They never want to know about it. They don't, you try to explain it to them. They're not paying attention. They don't care. <laughs> and, like, that's exactly what the people who made this ad, that's the kind of person they are. They're never going to play video games. They have never played video games. Fuck off. <laughs> you know? Like you made a game. All right, we're going to sell it. All right, this is where I'm going to go and sell it over here. <laughs> right, yeah. Now shut the fuck up talking about video games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they have a legal disclaimer at the bottom on it. You know that Nintendo in no way assures you this is a massive, massive pile of shit. So that was probably a, a smart legal decision for them. Yeah, there's uh, no seal of Nintendo power, seal yeah, of quality. Or whatever definitely not. Definitely not a licensed video game. Yeah. And I was absolutely fucking shocked. This was in our ROM library. Is it? It is. Yep. I so I, I fired it up, uh, thinking I there's no chance that was gonna happen. So I fired it up, and dude, it's incredible, man. It's truly incredible. It's it is a whole new level of unplayable atrocity. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I posted a play capture of what I guess is the first level on our social, so you can. So see that's it. what that was from. That's, I, yeah. Uh, I was working and I saw it and I couldn't. Uh, I know what game it was from. Yeah, and like I don't know. <sighs> a little bit of over analysis for me, so I tagged. So you know, I, when I post those play videos, Facebook has the feature that lets you tag. What like you can choose activity, play video games, and you can choose the video game in a lot of cases, and it's usually the Facebook page of the video game. And some of these older games don't necessarily have pages; it's almost just like a wiki thing, whatever. So you can tag whatever. And I found there like, when I went to tag Chiller, there was a Chiller. I didn't click on. I don't know what it's for. Chiller is a very basic word. It could be anything, right? It's probably not this video game, but I tagged Chiller, and as the the whatever the page is that you tag has the option as Facebook does in general, to remove the tag. So it, the, the, the tag was removed after I posted it at some point. So whatever that page actually is, and again, I didn't even go to bother to click on it or look it up, but whatever it is, did not want to be affiliated <laughs> with that fucking post. And I, th I thought I chuckled at myself when that happened, when I noticed that was the case, rather, on the post. But. Oh, man. So I will That's say it is, it is probably marginally better with the light zapper, because that's the thing. You can play this game with the light zapper or the controller, right? And in the controller case, it requires use of the very like a very slippery crosshair, kind of like Operation Wolf gives you both options. Oh, that's a whole Which, different yeah, game then. Yeah, exactly. It's never fucking good in NES context. Oh. It just doesn't, you know, 
just doesn't fucking work um, well at all, ever, really. Operation Wolf's kind of playable, at least. This is not. But like I said, if you had the zapper, maybe it would be a little better. But even if you remove that slippery crosshairs uh, complication that it adds to the gameplay of this game, it just looks fucking awful. And there is... <laughs> There's no way it is actually fucking fun. It's like this basic static screen with just like the most basic repetitive shooting gallery move, like carnival shooting gallery movements, like a, a baby carriage moving back and forth eight pixels in front of that church on the top left. And then like a hand, the hand reaching out of the grave is like, I don't even know what it is. Or I think it's throwing a skull. Actually, I do know what it is. But so it's, it's just repeatedly throwing a skull into the grave on the right hand side of the screen. And like, like trying, I, that was what I kept like for some reason, because it is the most motion in the thing. So I was inherently drawn to it and trying to get that shitty crosshair to hit that skull flying through the air. Not happening. No, any human being can do that. Go fuck yourself. There's no chance. So like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I was playing it and I was thinking of the kid that gets stuck with this game and how sad they would be in their room alone, like trying to make the best of it because it's the new game mom got them and they just have no fucking choice. And you you just would be so broken and defeated and sad. You know, it's just like, it's absolutely hysterical to my cold, dead, empty heart. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that poor kid. Yeah, that's chiller. After these well, messages. We'll be right back. <laughs> For this mission, you need the acclaimed double-player dual wireless controllers for your Nintendo Entertainment System. With slow motion, twin turbo rapid fire, head-to-head, -head or team play. Get acclaimed double-player system from power to move times two. Welcome to the crazy train of thought brought to you by the idiot savants. Now in stunning Technicolor, soon to VHS. Come forth, Jimmy. Do you like trains? Uh-huh. Do you like games? Oh, yeah. Do you like discussion? Oh, boy, do I. Well, do I have a podcast for you. Join Conductor Ryan Wolf. Um, hi. As he hosts a cadre of clever comrades as they delve into the new frontier of video games, jaw-dropping news, and captivating commentary. Go off the rails with the idiot savants and tune into the crazy train of thought. Uh, but sir, what does this have to do with trains? I actually don't uh, understand. So get your tickets and climb aboard. Hang on just a second. Hang on. We haven't even mentioned trains. I mean, catch a ride. You usually start with Thomas the Train engine and then forward up to the industrial revolution kid with anyone i mean we're leaving out the transcontinental where's Railroad, your mother vanderbilt trans-siberian express the polar express where is this child's parents i don't even hear any bells that was an acclaimed commercial for their double player wireless controllers that we mentioned in the last segment and this is two kids doing a heavily choreographed lightsaber dance with their controllers in their hands and the power to move times two that's the <laughs> Tagline, super brilliant. And after that, we got the the uh, the idiot savants. Resident Carnival Barker was also in there pitching their awesome gaming pod, Crazy Train of Thought, and their retro-inspired artwork arouses me sexually. So check that out. Their podcast is also good. They tried to show us up with a four-hour game of the year convo in their last episode, and fuck you guys. We are the long-winded champions of the game potting <laughs> universe, and <laughs> routinely going over three hours. And I told them we will not stand for this shit, and in response, we would be making a five-hour episode out of this game, <laughs> this game pro issue. So to prove my point, so 
I don't know. It seems like we're actually kind of cooking along a little faster than them, unfortunately. So. Yeah, surprisingly, for yeah. once. <laughs> the sports episode. Who knew? <laughs> yeah, who, yeah, what the fuck, man? Uh, anyways, Game Pro number seven, the SWAT Hot Tips is first up here. And the uh, holy fucking shit, oh my God, kill me now. Uh, <laughs> these are all sports games, too. Like, I was fucking, I was going into this like, oh, SWAT. We'll have a bunch of different shit. It won't just be sports games, but nope. Uh, what are we going to play, dude? What the fuck are we going to play? <laughs> like, we've so we've talked about them. We've played them. I'm like, we've played hoops. I'll play track and field, too. Like, just like with all these, man. Yeah, I was yeah. so fucking scared to, like, sit down and, like, look at my option set when I was done with this last section. I was like, I was so scared at what that pool was going to look like. Uh, dude, I was going back. To, I was like, what did I think? What did, what did we not decide upon last time? That was like, <laughs> That's the thing, though. It's got to be in the mag. Even if it's uh, only a race appearance, we can't just pull shit out of the ether. It's got to be in the mag. So that's what I mean. We are limited in that if we adhere to the rules. So, Onward, in here, in here our gaming lineup is, that we have not already seen in this issue is. For the SMS, we have Black Belt, Super Tennis, Enduro Racer, and Great Football. On the NES, we have Racket Attack, Hoops, like you mentioned, Track and Field 2, Rad Racer, that's not a bad game. Bases Loaded, uh, RBI Baseball, I kind of like that. ISOH alum, Blades of Steel. Can't do that again, because uh, that's a great game. That would be really fun to play, actually, because I did that with Jab. Hmm. Uh, we have Slalom, which is a black box. Uh, fucking skiing game, that is definitely like that. Ice Hockey, which is kind of fun, but I don't know. There's not a game episode there, I don't think. And John O's Quarterback is a fucking horrific football game. And Tecmo Bowl, which we've talked about, but we like we have agreed that we're going to hold out for Super Tecmo Bowl and we're not going to play the first one. So that's not an option, right? Yep. And then, wait for it. Like Almost like they understood, like I was reading it and like I told you all the, the <laughs> fucking anxiety I was getting. And like, it's almost like they understood the suspense we would be in 31 years later for this podcast recording. The last thing they have in here is... Mike Tyson's fucking punch out. Dun, 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 dun. We're playing fucking Mike Tyson's punch out, dude. We're playing the end of episode. <laughs> episode. Okay, bye. Okay, we're not we're not gonna I, end there. We're not gonna end there. That's fine. But I, yeah, it's like, funny I, that you say that because <laughs> I was originally thinking about that, and I also originally had Mike Tyson's punch out music in this episode, which I took out on purpose just in case. Okay, but I was like, I beat this game. But like, you beat Mike Tyson punch out. I beat Mike Tyson punch out as a kid. Yeah. So you don't say it like it's like oh boy, obviously asshole. Dude, that's why that's why it's <laughs> hilarious to beat because I know that you haven't. And I was like, and I was like, how have you never beat it? But I also remember picking it up within the last like, I don't know, probably like sometime in the last five years, I picked yeah, up Mike Tyson punch out again. <laughs> and yeah, because I don't remember any of the patterns, so I was getting whooped, and I was like, "Man, I don't remember the freaking patterns." That guy, I, I, I still, because I used to be able to get. So I've already said this a million times in this podcast. But I used to be able to get the same man, no problem. And now when I play, Soda Pop and Ski fucks my shit up, man. Soda Pop, dude, that's yeah. disrespectful. I'm done. I can't. We can't. Oh, this absolutely dusts me off, man. And fucking, I it's got to be. It's the TV. It's the, it's the the shit's not, the equipment's not right. <laughs> like equipment fail. It's definitely not user error. Uh, yeah, I bucket it. So I, I don't know. You know, you know, maybe if I sit down and play it for two weeks. Maybe. <laughs> but the appeal, especially with our options here, is high as fuck. And 
that game, I mean, it's it's the greatest Nintendo game ever by my measure. So the idea of making their 50th episode also excites me a lot. So, um, you know, yeah, it's like, and it being our 50th episode, Jay, I will quit this fucking podcast. <laughs> if you try to get me to play a tennis game for our 50th episode, I'll fucking quit. Um, I definitely was not going to recommend <laughs> My the options were very low. I like same thing. All this episode, I've been like, well, there's a few things. Like tru- said, trucks, Truxton was a blast. Like it's a fun <laughs> game, but it's not sports. It's, it's, I'm like, I like yeah. super hang on. We'll talk about, but uh, I, yeah, I, would, I got nothing. out of this little pool here. And like I said, we were in just Shinobis earlier, and that that could be something I could talk about. But out of this pool, I, I would listen to RBI Baseball and Rad Rad Rad, Rad, Rad Racer. Also, uh, I think those were interesting and fun games. I don't, I don't. I question whether there's enough to talk about for a game episode, but again, if we didn't have any other options, I would listen to conversations about those. But yeah, there's there's not a, there, not a lot had been built up at this point. Yeah, gotta agree. Yeah, SWAT. So things that stood out to me here in SWAT. Uh, speaking of Rad Racer, they this the 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 tip they have in here where you hit start repeatedly while crashing to cheese less time being drained is a pretty fucking hot tip, dude. And 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 the really cool thing about it is. It's the perfect application of that slow-mo button on the advantage, you know, that's basically just hitting start repeatedly. It would be, you just tap that and you could, the whole time you were fucking, until you were back on the road, then turn it off, you know, that, that's a, that's a cool-ass tip, so I, I like that. And then, mildly interesting, they devote two pages of pitcher-player attributes of every team in bases loaded. And I'm guessing these aren't in the manual, or they, hey. they we were done hey. to put them here, but, like, in the, because, I mean, I have two and I have the manual for two, and they have like rosters for each of the teams, and like player attributes, speed, et cetera, et cetera. So it's weird to me that this wouldn't have been included in the first if it's if they did have. Maybe stats. not. Maybe they didn't. That's what I'm saying. Like I was actually going to say this is impressive statistically for right. the time if they had it all. You for know, the first like, one. Oh, yeah. Basically, two. I mean, I've said before. I think it's the best baseball simulation on the system. It's like yeah, statistics. The pitcher, like your statistics, game to game. Because you each player has this biometric thing that you at the after the game you go through it, each player on your team, and it shows you there's there's three different variables that are like I can't think of what their names are now, but they're basically like interpret they, they they're like adjustments, they're real time adjustments to the base stats like your your all your characters have base stats that I think are like they're expressed in the manual as statistics like you know. Your fast guy has a lot of stolen bases. Weir on on Jersey, which is the team I usually play with, Jersey, uh, has like 31 stolen bases, I want to say. It's crazy that I remember that. But fucking (laughs) because he's super fast, you know. But when you – like your your players can get like in a slump and have like all negatives on those adjustments and then they'll play like shit. And you have bench players that you can sub in. You can check their biorhythms and check – and sub players in um, in in the next game. And then your pitchers, when you go – to change out pitchers and at the start you can like before you make the choice it will show you their biorhythm so you can decide on your relievers based on what their current biorhythm is so yeah like i mean the you know crazy depth in the second one so you know i would assume the first one wouldn't be quite as deep but i you know i don't know maybe that's why they released these then you know but yeah two whole pages dedicated to it so that's no 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 fucking effort on steam pros uh, be happier. They consolidated the GamePro tips and reader tips into one all-encompassing section in this issue, and that's a sensible choice that I liked. So I inherently trolled through for any Ohio contributors. 
and ding, 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 ding. We have one Kevin Butler from Kevin, Ohio, North Coast, what, what. But but <laughs> Kevin has, he, it's, pretty, it's fucking cool, dude. It made me happy that it was a Cleveland kid because he, he figured out how to cheese the living fuck out of great football and SMS. And it, it's kind of a crazy thing. So he sorted that you can intentionally and reliably throw an interception on the point after play after scoring a TD, which sounds weird to me. Like two point conversions weren't a thing in the NFL yet. So, I mean, it's great football, so it doesn't have to be NFL. They're styling after, but you would guess they would. So, I don't know. You're a college fan. Did they have two? They had two point conversion back then in college, right? Uh, back then, did they? I don't know if they did back then. Oh, oh that would be. I don't recall it. I, actually, no, I don't recall it being a thing back then, but I could be wrong. Okay. I don't remember. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah, I thought it was weird that. You know, if it's not a two-point conversion, you can do this on a fucking fake field goal for a point after. That's even weirder. But in any event, he sort of that you can intentionally and reliably throw an interception on the point after play after scoring a TD, right? So you you try to throw an INT, and then the defense gets the ball, and for like some broken game ass reason, the game only gives the CPU one play after that happens. And then they have they will like whatever happens unless they score I guess they have to kick off to you just as if they score but without the points you know so what it means is you can score a touchdown and just cheese the ball back to yourself over, <laughs> and, over and over and over again which is like a I don't know like a super obscure weird thing to discover in a football game and like you know what's the fun of it but like you know I don't know <laughs> he say he says that you keep repeating the process as long as you keep scoring touchdowns and. I don't know. Bravo, Kevin, you broke the fucking game. Like, <laughs> like I, knowing how to swindle a prick video game on the North Coast, that's like something we're good at, I guess, you know? It's like, like, Jay, wait till you see, since you like this game too, wait till you see my onside kick cheese game with Ronnie Lott in NES Play Action Football. You are, you are going to be fucking livid when I pull that shit on you. Head to head. You're going to want to fucking punch babies, dude. I can do it so rel- I can onside kick so reliably. In fucking extra football. We'll, we'll see about that. I cannot wait till that game comes out. Comes out. Like, I forgot when it was coming out. So when we got to this issue, I was like, NES play extra football? Is it in here? <laughs> Maybe that. Not yet. Yeah. No, uh, come, too out, early. come out. Come football season. Remember, that's the whole thing. They, like, delayed it. It ended up being, like, a, almost a year, I think. Yeah. It's interesting. I actually, the only code I really tried, so I picked up John Elway football, you know, to try this out. And the game obviously is meh, but the code kind of worked. So there's this code, Stephen Ross from Millibray, California, has like a trick to where you can pretty much score a touchdown every time. And like, it doesn't work reliably, but the first time I tried it, it worked. Where like you snapped off immediately and like just chucked the ball. Like, it's, but it's like live. Super- basic game isn't it it's 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 so basic and so like it reminded me of like yeah it's your very early generation like football (laughs) exactly i didn't want to say it i i held back but you said it for me (laughs) (laughs) but it's basically that so it it worked and i was like oh great i scored a touchdown but i'm not having fun with this game so moving on Yeah, the fucking yeah, the Atari football is fucking great. It's like you move the whole line together, like all three guys move together in unison. You couldn't even individually control players on defense. So bad. That game's so terrible. I, I did. Play, I, I still play. I would play it all the time. When I was a kid. I played it all the time. Oh yeah, that and like ice hockey. Like I use this "Who Needs Goalies" tip that they did all the time because I would go to my cousin's house, who was like two years older than me, and he had a Nintendo, and I did not. 
and he had ice hockey. And it was a freaking fun game. I don't know if you played this game. Like I, I, I have, yeah. Blessed. Yeah, yeah, I have ice hockey. That's good. Like, for a sport that I've never played until freaking right. Delta Kai. Well, we talked about that before. Like, I fucking have, I hate hockey. I can't, it's like unwatchable as a sport to me. But the games, I have always loved the games. Like, on every system, there's a mm-hmm. fucking ice hockey game that I enjoy, you know? So, Yeah. There's one on Super Nintendo, I think, that I used to play all the time. I don't know. Maybe it was just called NHL Hockey. I don't know. But that was like a yeah, solid. Yeah, NHL Hockey. And the, the Genesis ones are like you know, fucking yeah. so renowned. Like I, I had the – everyone loves the first NHL PA 93, I think it is, because that's the one where you can fucking draw blood. You can fucking uh, – uh, the scene from Swingers. Are like, watch me fucking – watch me fucking uh, – super fan number 99 over here. Watch me fucking knock the Wayne Gretzky out <laughs> fucking Vince Vaughn that's a great scene uh fucking yeah. super fan number 99 over here uh yeah so that that's 93 I think I actually liked the gameplay in the very first one though NHL hockey uh that's that's the um I have the card for that too now for Genesis it's really fucking fun even though you couldn't make people bleed you can't fight though and that was the thing it, it would take the fighting out later but you had the blood from the injuries you know? so like or me my, 93 you might be able to fight and get blood and then going forward they took the fighting out and then maybe eventually the blood too. So like it got it got you know as things go things just as, as life goes entropy things just get shittier as we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it was the first one was the funnest one to me. In any event, the uh, the short pro shots. Or, sorry, actually, before we get out of out of there, the last thing is a whole page of punch out codes and shit. Mm-hmm. And the last being that Nintendo phone number password that returns a busy signal when you put it in. When you put in Nintendo's phone number, it gives you a busy signal. And I still haven't done that in my life. And seen uh this is like it's basically an opportunity to fulfill my destiny <laughs> as i railroad us into playing my Tyson's punch out for our game episode it'll give me the opportunity to try that finally so i'm looking forward to that and after that we do yes we get pro short pro shots next and things got a little bit like you know i was fucking frazzled about that being my only option at this point but things get a little better here the amidst a lot of NES trash, we have WrestleMania, NFL football, 720, all pro basketball, etc. There was a beacon of truth in that this is where I found out Bases Loaded <clears> 2, <throat> Dalico, had come out in January. And that's crazy that we haven't seen any mention of it. Like, I feel like we've seen Bases Loaded since then, even the first one. But no mention of Bases Loaded 2 being out. And that's crazy to me because, obviously, it's a new game. Why the fuck aren't they advertising it? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I don't think I don't yeah, think we've seen that. So, yeah, I have the cart. It's fucking damn fine baseball simulation. Uh, I'm sure I talked about it when it happened, but when last time my uncle Ted visited fucking LA, we sat and played this for a week together. Like we played co-op this all the fucking, or not, not co-op, but <laughs> pass the controller inning to inning, you know? Nice. Um, yeah. And the, the music in the game is so fucking repetitive yet. I absolutely love it. I also tried Tengen Super Sprint for the first time, looking at this, thinking maybe I hadn't, that the Tengen ad, thinking maybe I hadn't played that yet. Oh, yeah. And it, it's basically just a really boring version of Iron Man Stewart's off-road. Like, it's like a top-down, like a straight top-down racer where you kind of, you're just, it's like controlling a go-kart if, or a, a remote control car, rather, you know? Yeah. But it doesn't have any of the things that makes Stewart's off-road cool or all the, like, the hazards and stuff that you're, 
monster truck has to jump over. And this is just a straight track. So it's just like, it's, it could not be more. It's the worst racing game you've ever seen. It's so fucking boring. <laughs> so that was kind Hard of pass. Yep. Yeah. And then Ultra's Kings of the Beach is also one I picked up and fucked with, which just really left me missing Super Spike B-Ball. That's really all that did for me. Right. That, and I think that's why I didn't pick it up. There was I had like an aversion. Like the music was good from it, but I was like, this I feel like this is the one. Like I'm not messing with it. I feel like this is the one I don't like because I know Super Spike V-Ball is is the game I do like for sure. Yeah, so it's funny you not. say that because it's it's ultra, <laughs> it's ultra, which is Konami, and their music is always fantastic. So it's funny you're like I just know the music's good, but no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. oh. so there's only one SMS game in here, Basketball Nightmare, and I was like. Never heard of that. This sounds fucking fun. <laughs> Dude, there's no re U.S. release for it, though. It never actually comes out in the U.S., so it didn't, it didn't happen. It only hit in Europe, uh, Canada, and Brazil, and it figures. Yeah, I mean, it sounded like a, a kind of a cute, interesting approach to basketball, like a high school team, and then some of the players are monsters and, like, all this, you know, interesting, weird shit that is different than just an everyday basketball game. But uh, not out, so fuck it. Can't do it. After that, we have oodles of ads uh, that we've seen here, too. But the next thing of note is Pro News Report. And the first thing in here, oddly, seen as it was out for Christmas and there's been three issues since, is the premiere of The Wizard. They talk about the movie. And, Still talking about it. Right. Yeah, exactly. We've hit on this ad nauseum, so you know I don't want to spend too much time on it. But I did want to take a moment and acknowledge their list of other TV and movie stars making the scene that were not in The Wizard. So they're talking about the premiere of the movie. And they're just talking about who was there, like the... The, 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 red car <laughs> the red carpet shit. And the, the names they list are Lou Gossett, Ned Beatty, Jill Eikenberry, and Henry, Lee Henry Henry Winkler. And, like, there's nothing wrong with that list. Like, those are all, like, except Eikenberry I'd never heard of, but looking her up, she did a nearly a decade on L.A. Law, and while I'd never watch a fucking crime, uh, crime procedural or court procedural show that's boring as fuck to me, I get that, I know that L.A. Law was a big show, so, like, I can see why she's there, too. But... It's just a, I don't know, something, it's just a snapshot of a time so long ago, <laughs> you know, that that this list of people was noteworthy to them. It's just like, I don't right? know, it's just such a time capsule. Like Lou Gossett headline. Right. All right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, and honestly, it pissed me off that it's not Lou Gossett Jr., which it should Yeah, like, that threw me off. I was like, wait a minute, is yeah, that his dad? Like, is this <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, no, it was fucking him. Yeah, he's the fucking shit. And I was, I was I look, looking at him, at least his filmography is incredible. He's in so many good movies. But uh, I was pleased to see he's still rocking and rolling. Age 84, he's still, he's still kicking. So that's yeah, cool. I saw him in something, like, over the holidays, I think it was. I was like, oh, yeah, he's still, still in the game. All right. Yeah, he's fucking great, man. Uh, they T Sega releasing their arcade power stick in here, and it was hot too. But this is actually the three button predecessor to the sexy six banger that I mm. have showed you uh, last episode. Jab had this one actually, or, or I don't know if it was this exact one, but very close to this uh, is the one Jab had, which I used to talk shit to him about that he had the shittier three button ones. So <laughs> Dude, they they talk about a couple hidden gems in here though, so. I don't know if you saw this. It says Acclaim is working on developing something for really hardcore gamers. I didn't see this. Before. Any idea what game that could be? Acclaim. <laughs> so I was curious. <laughs> oh, so it didn't even tell you. It just it no. Just that it's it's like they're just working on this upcoming. So I'm like, what game could this be? So I pulled up a list of games, and I'm like, okay, this is early 1990. Oh, okay, go. I'm like, I'm into this 
So these are my my guesses because I'm looking at 1990 and then I'm looking at 1999 or 1991. Like what actually came out from McLean? We have this is February though. Like they're talking about something in 1990 for sure. Yeah. So Unless, I'm like, no, I guess I shouldn't say that. Potentially, there is the possibility that like you know. Yeah. Things get delayed. Fucking NES play extra football got delayed a year. You never know, I guess. But they could have slipped, right? So if if we just look at 1991 first, we have Double Dragon two on Game Boy, but I, nah, they're not coming up with that. Um, we have Double Dragon three, which had a lot more functionality, had a lot more moves. Like I remember picking it up the other day and thinking, like, wow, like I forgot how much more you could do with this version. But I don't know if that's for hardcore gamers, you know. Right. Also. The Simpsons, Bart versus the Space Mutants. Did you ever play that game? Yeah, that's that. That is uh, the Gary Kitchen did that one. Did mm. the, the Kitchen, the Kitchen uh, brothers did those games? The the NES Simpsons games all came from them. So it could be that one, which is tough, but also fun. I, I don't know. I'd, I'd never beat it. So they're, they're, they're actually <laughs> again. I hate to say it, they're terrible. They're really bad games. Actually, they're, I mean, you know, it's that licensed property, and they do a good job. Like, like they. They did a good job of of uh, IP adherence of of like honoring the IP well and accurately. They do a really good job of that, but the actual game—it's just like Boy in the Blob, Boy in the Blob kind. It's like just pretty clunky and bad controls and shit. Um, but yeah, the Space Mutants one and the Krusty's Funhouse are both games I definitely fucked with pretty hard. I mean, I was into the Simpsons hard, you know. So. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was kind of hard not to be back in, back then. Um, so I don't know if it's that, but then there's, that's, I don't think that's hardcore game. Like, that also doesn't read as hardcore gamer to me, you know? And, but then we have, okay, from 1987 to 90, we have a list of games. So it could come, not sure when the dates are, but there's NARC, which I found not fun and also hard. I don't know if that like qualifies. That's Did not, you ever play that? Yeah. I played the arcade version of it and I think I rented it as a result. Like they had that arcade machine in my game rental store. So I think yeah. I might have rented the NES version because I was playing the arcade version at the store. Uh, and yeah, I don't think I was too impressed. It's what super, about? Actually, we, Jab and I talked about this at one point, I think. like it, For some reason it came up because we had that rental game story, our rental store story. And it's like crazy adult material. It's like crazy. The, the subject matter they get to in that game. And it was very much like a war against drugs propaganda game you know it was wow. like yeah it's like i, I want to say like barbara bush is involved with it like there's like yeah it's like a fucking there's a whole oh, political, i don't know that level <laughs> yeah there's a whole political component to that then when it does come out we'll have to talk about for sure but so yeah based on that list man i got nothing like yeah. there's there's other thing other games on this list but i'm like they're not talking about arch rivals that's a great game but it's not a, for hardcore gamers right. like yeah the hardcore gamers it's so uh ambiguous that it's hard to really parse what that could mean you know well, my, best, my best guess out of all that is that they're talking about double dragon 3 because double dragon 2 had just come out it's a huge franchise now like if a claim's gonna tout anything it's either, like either iron it's either that or the wizards and warriors series i think there's a three of those yeah, yeah there is fortress of fear wizards and warriors x supposedly but that's a game boy game that's, that's the a game boy game when yeah they're, i'm pretty sure there's a three for nes too um, oh yeah, it comes out in '92, so yeah. that's, I guess that's possible. You know, it's a ways off though. Took yeah, a while. Know. Took a while. Yeah, I blew I blew right past that because yeah, there was no game <laughs> and fuck a claim. <laughs> Side note. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they also they mentioned Tiger Electronic releasing a sports handheld with digitized voice capability, 
and that's what sent me down that rabbit hole that that made me post that shit on the on the social shit. I uh, I did have so I, I I didn't have the tiger deal that they're referring to here, but I had yes what is called it, the, the brand name was VTech and the name of it was ah, called yes was, was Talking LCD Baseball. It was or rather it was a Talking LCD Baseball game that was it was a two player machine like there was you know it's like a big piece of plastic that had a controller on each side of it and then a little LCD screen in the middle and then the actual you know like marketed name of it was talking play by play baseball and yeah dude I mean it was I played the fuck out alone too like you could play it had a, it had two players you could play head to head with the human being but it also had a CPU okay. game nice. to play so yeah you know my lonely ass uh, sitting home fucking playing it all the time and yeah I mean dude it was like the 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 team names were at were etched into the plastic on the thing the eagles and the buffaloes and oh. so like it you know it, it had i want to say two red buttons and then a little green directional pad that was like just awful for your fucking finger like pushing it had these little, <laughs> it had these raised bumps on it that i just remember like fucking your fingers up and shit but i played the fuck out of it anyways and yeah you could bunt it had directional pitching with that with that D-pad. The the voice of the actual play-by-play, or, or rather was of actual play-by-play. It wasn't just like, play ball! Or like, you know, it, w- it wasn't just like random... Oh, okay. So it wasn't word. just stock random. It would thing. say like, so a fly ball! Like, it would like play-by-play based on what was happening in the game, which for that, you know, it said actually, when I looked it up, 1986 even, so it was pretty old. It wasn't, wow. even, wasn't even, you know, around. And that's five years before when this shit's coming out for, from Tiger. So yeah, super impressive in a lot of ways, given when it came out for sure. Uh, I ended up actually on eBay very close to pulling the trigger on what was a it was only a twenty dollar price range, and I was like, ooh. But I was able to regain my composure. <laughs> I was able to regain my composure and talk myself back from the ledge, and I didn't order it. So I'm I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> nice, nice. You know what they also talk about though, man. It says they're working on a game for Domino's Pizza, which of course becomes Yo Noid. Yeah, I but just it comes out it. next. It comes out next month. Like if we were one month earlier, I'd be like, we're playing that game. It's fantastic. Dude, I don't know what you know that. I for some reason just randomly watched. It might have been a gaming historian video or something. I get in these kicks where I watch fucking dumbass shit on YouTube and learn a bunch of useless information. I just watched one about that Yo in I want to say it was like in Europe or something. Yo Noid was a or maybe in Japan. It was like a legitimate or, uh, original property game. And when they brought it to the U.S., they just licensed it and skinned it to that Domino's. Really? Character. It was not originally designed as a Yonoi game. So, like, the the, the, really? the, 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 uh, the original one was actually, like, a popular game that seemed to be kind of original and interesting based on what I was watching this video. So I was, yeah, when I saw that, because, you know, you look at that and you think, like, the 7-Up game, which actually supposedly is pretty good, too, funny enough. Um, I, I don't recall. I don't recall ever having played it firsthand, but the 7-Up spot game is supposedly pretty good, too, When we, whenever we get to that down the line. But usually when you see those licensed games, your expectation is, like, dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But Yo Noid was solid, man. Yeah, it was actually one of my was a real favorite game. games. It like, was designed like... as a real game and not just a licensed yeah. <laughs> cash grab piece of shit. So, um, yeah, we'll talk about it later. I didn't notice that either, but yeah, that, that, that's, 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 I mean, there's a lot to talk about with that, obviously. Uh, cause yeah, those, those, that they were showing the commercials and stuff in that video I was watching. I had forgotten all about those commercials and they're super interesting. There was a big lawsuit, a crazy ass thing that happened. Some fucking, it's fucking, I will save it. Cause it's, it's, it's a crazy rabbit hole. Dude. Like uh, some dude, some dude shot up some shit over 
What? Over that character. That's why they stopped using the mascot because he shot oh, up what? a fucking yeah. He shot oh, up shot up a Domino's back before people shot shit up. <laughs> you know, a long, long time ago. Uh, over like the character. I think that I think his name was Noid. Like, he had like it was something about his name. Like, and he wasn't all there mentally, and like he like took offense to his name being used for this, and he fucking shot some shit up, and they. That's why that mascot went away, you know? So, pretty fucking oh, wild story. No it's wonder. I wonder what happened to that, because that was my jam, but that was my game. Like, there, I have such strong, fond memories that I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, but yeah. It, it's, I mean, it's it, something, it, like I said, it was like, I want to say it happened in 92, if I recall correctly, is when that, that happened. So, yeah, it was rather short-lived of what was, I'm, it probably bummed them out, because that was a very popular ad campaign, you know? I remember that vividly. Yeah. It's, you know? it's one of the first games I... Emulated once I got the ROM library yeah. from you. I was I was like, yo, no, oh, like, fuck you know, like, yeah. the child in you is hilarious. <clears throat> so there are a bunch more ads we've seen following Pro News, but there is uh, only one in here that we have not encountered, and that is the Tops Magazine ad. So Tops, Tops. Uh, yeah, we're referring to the sports card manufacturer here, and. I was collecting baseball cards in 89, 90 still. I hadn't clicked over to, very shortly after that, I would click over to football and I would kind of leave baseball behind in general. Like I stopped playing, like around third, like between like th somewhere between third and fourth grade, I kind of like got off baseball and got into football. And then I stopped collecting baseball cards and started collecting football ones, yada, yada, yada. So I was kind of surprised that since I was still collecting baseball cards at the time and tops was kind of like, like I remember I had this cool ass, I think, it, I think it was for, it was either 88 or 89 tops is what I put in. And you could, I mean, I don't think it was set specific because you could divide, well, you could divide up any way you want. You had stickers. But anyways, it was this big baseball, like a, like a, you know, real life size in my memory anyways, like this huge oversized case, plastic, molded plastic with a little latch on it. You opened it up and it had slots in it that you would put your baseball cards in. And then on the inside of the cover, you could put all the team stickers. So like the way I remember doing it was I divided them up by teams, you know, uh, and then put all the cards in there. And like, I, I want to say it was 88 or 89 tops was the set that I kept in that case, you know? So I was into baseball at this time and I didn't, I'd never seen this before. I didn't know. I don't, I don't recall this. And I would have been like fucking on it, especially the first the issue they show in here is of the first issue, this hot ass Jose Canseco one, dude. I was all over the Oakland A's, the Bash Brothers. Everybody Mark, was, yeah. Mark yeah. McGuire, Ricky Henderson, fucking uh, Jose Canseco. Um, who was the pitcher with uh, Dennis Eckersley, the fucking mm -hmm. hot ass closer they had? And like, all those I, cards, I still have them. Like, yeah, oh yeah, I, I mean, I still have them somewhere too. Uh, they're because I kept them in that shitty fucking plastic case, they're all <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I got, like, I was like, oh, I probably can find a scan of this. I went to archive.org and started hunting around, and shockingly, I could not. I mean, usually, you can find everything on the internet, but I could not find any scans of any of these. Uh, I was able to find, you know, covers and shit, but uh, I wasn't able to find actual scans of the mag, which really bummed me out. But I, I would have been bonkers about this back then, for sure. It was, it's neither like, you know, they have a little order form in the corner, of course, and it's 997, which is a weird ass obtuse number <laughs> for four quarterly issues. So, like, 250 an issue basically was the cover price on it. Yeah, that was interesting. What would like, it's got me thinking about card collecting and shit as a kid. Like, what was your, what was your card collecting action like back late 80s, oh, early 90s? Right now, it, I was the exact same with you, fully in the baseball. I had, I have this massive, 
baseball card album at a secondary Cincinnati Reds only album. Because even though like in high school, like middle school and high school, I would just grow to support the Yankees more because I went to much more Clippers, Columbus Clippers, Clippers games. And, and then obviously moving to New York, I just, kept, well, yeah, you know, I never thought about that. I thought, I've always thought you were kind of a cunt for being a Yankees fan, but that's no nah, man. It's, <laughs> I, would, I would go to Columbus Clippers games so often. Like, like it was, it was like a fun activity. So like, for I me, I, I think I went yeah. to one the whole time I was in Columbus, I believe. I'm pretty uh, sure I went. Yeah, that was, it was just like fun, you know, it was one of those things that I could reliably get my parents to do to take me to go do because it was cheap. Yeah, it was a blast. Expensive. They're always yeah. doing deals and giving away shit at those minor league games. I, so I saw like a, a freaking um, Destiny's Child concert when I was younger, <laughs> and I was like, I'm running up on into the field. I'm like six feet away from Beyonce. I was convinced she was looking at me and giving me the eye. I'm still convinced <laughs> to this day. <laughs> I thought that's what I mean. Her, right? We were still living together. I think when I when that happened. To yeah, me. man. <laughs> But yeah, it was all about the I was all about the baseball cards at the at the time. All about them. I think the Reds won like the 1990 World Series. I was watching my little gray small TV that I had, and yeah, like shortly thereafter, by the time I was 12, I just got more into basketball. I was playing it and just like yeah, yeah baseball. It was more football, yeah, yeah. but like basketball was what you could play every day at lunch. And I kind of started, even though I was tiny, I still got into playing it. Uh, and then it was just kind of the cooler thing too. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like I, I never like it was, it was I remember I remember being self-conscious about it actually like I remember like I watched like I like, I consumed football voraciously immediately man so like I knew like I was knowledgeable and confident about talking with dickheads at school about football and stuff but I remember like collecting basketball cards and like not watching enough because basketball is hard to watch because mm-hmm. it was it, it's it was like football was on on Sunday the game, you know, it was just, I don't know, it was just easily more consumable to get an understanding of it and to know things about the players and the teams and shit. It was just easy. Everybody's to playing today. It's Sunday. Like, that's what's exactly. happening. Exactly. Yeah. So, for some reason, for whatever reason or another, I, I wasn't able, like, I, I, I remember being, like, super self conscious about it in, like, fourth grade of, like, kids talking about basketball and, like, trying to act like I knew what the fuck they were talking about. And, like, I remember, I remember, like, Mark West for the Suns. I remember, like, this kid, Jessa William, Jessa was his name jessa he was like this kid was like an all-star athlete by like age 10 he was always like mm. and he like kind of like later in high school he, he i think he had a fucked up home life or something and he like he wasn't able to fucking stick with it but if he could have like kept his shit together and played sports all through high school the kid would probably be fucking he would at least been playing at a d1 college or something if not fucking like he was that level of good at everything um and I remember like talking with him about fucking, and he, I remember like having this argument about Mark West for the fucking Phoenix Suns, <laughs> and like he was like he was I think he was fucking with me, and he was like trying to like get me to agree with a, an opinion about Mark West being good that he didn't believe, but he knew I was full of shit, and he was like calling me on it, and like whether or not I would just agree to like you know what I mean? Like I remember like having this weird ass exchange with him in fourth grade about Mark West. Uh, and like, and looking at a 1990s, 91 hoops card, the gray, the silver ones with the, you know, uh, of Mark fucking West, like, of all I remember the card, I remember the shot, he's shooting a free throw, I remember the fucking, I remember the card so vividly. <laughs> Trying to pull your card on the card. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, I wanted to be into base basketball cards as badly and shit, but I wasn't. Did you fuck with any non-sports stuff? Uh, like, as far as collecting? Uh, comic books. 
Kind well, of, I mean, this was comic book, even like the, I mean, like the non-sports trading cards, though. I collect the comic books too. That's a whole fucking thing we can get into. Uh, <laughs> no, no. So just the, just the sports trading cards. Okay. Yeah. Like mostly baseball. I couldn't really get. I didn't really get. I had some football cards, some basketball, but I didn't really get into them. It was like ninety nine percent baseball cards, and then kind of once I started getting away from baseball, I just stopped collecting cards. Really. I stuck with it. I mean, once I got into football, I stuck with football all through high school. Even, um, even I mean, I have like. For, my Buffalo Bills card collection is insane, dude. I have like I basically have every Buffalo Bills card. I'm not joking, not exaggerating. I have every Buffalo Bills card through probably like 96, 97, about when Eric Molds came in. Like the like back half of high school, I started to get off it a little bit. Um, but I was I was yeah, I mean I collected every dude, I mean the, the late 60, like, you know, cards started. I want to say the first real football sets were like 67, maybe. Fleer. And then Tops came in right after that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, except for like, there's a, there's a, a handful of like really pricey cards. Like I don't have OJ's rookie. I have every other OJ card. But I don't have his rookie, which is 1970 Tops. I don't have like Jack Kemp's rookie. I don't have that. There's like a handful of like Hall, wow. Hall of Fame bills that I don't have the most expensive card of from that era. But I mean... Every card in the 70s, every card in the 80s, like I have every single fucking one of them. And then the 90s, like you, you, all you had is like up until 1989 for football cards, all you had with tops. Like from like 1970, Fleer goes out of the game and it's, it's literally nothing but tops from 1970 to 1989. And then 89 score and I think Fleer and then, no, sorry, upper deck. And score come back into the picture, and I think Ni- Fleer comes back right after that. And then from like ninety to like ninety three, it's like there's like a huge boom, and there's a million sets like Stadium Club and fucking all the oh, other- yeah, and there's like a million fucking new sets or different di- different sets come out. Uh, so from like ninety one to ninety six, having every card in there was a fucking job, dude. Like going out and fucking like going through singles boxes at card stores, buying a million fucking packs. I would buy the whole boxes and just rip through them all, you know, uh, trying to, trying to make wow. sense. But it was way more important to me to get all the Buffalo Bills than, than that. So, yeah, I've, I had, a, I've, to this day, I, mean, I still have actually brought, I left, like I have a lot, my, my, at Ted's house, I have a ton of like, ton of memorabilia period to, ton of football cards. I have brought with me, when I stopped driving out here, I stopped and picked them up. I have, I bought, I got the Buffalo Bills box, which is like a five tier, it's a 5,000 card box, basically. This massive fucking box of all Buffalo Bills cards. And then I also have a box of, I, I was not only collecting old Bills cards, but I would, it, I really liked the the old tops sets, basically. So, like, I have a ton of, I mean, I dude, I have fucking Dan Marino rookie. I have fucking Warren Moon rookie. I have Marcus Allen's rookie. I have John Elway's rookie. I have fucking Steve Young's rookie. I have a ton of Earl Campbell's rookie. I have Marcus Allen's rookie. I already said that, I think. I fucking, I have a ton of like 70s, 80s, Ozzie Newsome. Like I have all these fucking uh, really awesome old cards. So I brought those too. Uh, but yeah, I have a ton of fucking football cards. That was so Dude, cool. that's impressive. That I, I started kind of falling off because there were so many sets. Yeah. Like you said, like I had like, it got fucking. I got this set and this version. Now this version. I was like, I have so many now. It's it started getting ridiculous. Like, I, and that, that was that was. I, you know, I, it's hard to say what my sixteen year old, seventeen year old brain was probably more just girls are more important now. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I I think a lot of the 
reduced enthusiasm was because I was like, I just, it's, it's, it's insurmountable. Like I can't get them all. It's fucking too much work. It's fucking, it's expensive and it's just too much work. Uh, I think that has a lot to do with why I quit fucking with it. But anyways, that was a tangent I didn't mean to get into the, I also fucked with a lot of comic book stuff back at this time. I was also fucking with a lot of comic book stuff. The Batman movie cards were in 89. I had the full I got the full set of those. Those were fucking awesome. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cartoon card. Actually, and the movie. The movie and the cartoon. Uh, yeah. The cartoon was the eight card set that Tops did. The, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie was 132 cards, I want to say. And I got I, I, I got the full sets of both those. Uh, and then the Marvel Universe Series 1. Do you remember those cards? Oh, I the do remember course. those. Oh, I my think God. I might have had some of those now that you there mentioned were, it. The holograms, there were five holograms. I remember were, the holograms. Yeah. Like the Wolverine, Magneto. Was there Probably a Storm can't. one? I don't think. I don't not not for the first set. I don't think there was only one X-Man, I think. It was Wolverine. But there were they did they did subsequent series of these two, so they, they could have wear I'm sure there were more X-Men. I definitely had some X-Men subsequent. cards now that now that you mentioned that. There was an X-Men but I don't know how I got them, but I definitely had some. Yeah, though, but that they were—I mean, they were at the comic book shops for sure. You know, yeah. I mean, I—I—I I, I, I built the full set of those from packs, like just getting one, two, three packs at a time. When I would go to the rent, they were at—they had them at the again that same rental game store that with the campus video that Jab and I used to go to. And I, I would convince my dad to buy me a couple packs of them. So yeah, I built the whole set from fucking packs from there one at a time. It was pretty wow. good job, I think. <laughs> like, Age 10, 11, me. Yeah, that, that, I still have that whole set. That set was worth a ton of money at one time. I, it's, I'm sure it's all the old cool shit has subsided in value in relation to the newer kind of like extravagant shit they do now. All the all the old football cards aren't worth shit now because the stuff that people buy, are like the game-worn jerseys and fucking jockstrap fragments and whatever. <laughs> you know, uh, certificate of authenticity, jockstrap. Um <laughs> So that's kind of a bummer, but yeah, that was the shit I was into back then. Anyhow, pages 93 to 94 are the new thing that the cover mentioned, or sorry, the letter to the editor mentioned the, the game pros rate the games and they are asking you to rate probably 50 games across four platforms in categories, four categories, graphics and sound, playability, difficulty, fun factor on a scale from one to 10. And by next month. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> by next month, you mail the shit in, and then they're choosing 500 entries of what will that will win a free copy of the shittiest NES game ever that we learned of a few a little bit ago, Data East Chiller. So yeah, it, it's no Nintendo Power sweatshirt or anything, but even that game, winning free video games is cool. I think even as shitty as that game is, you get that for free, and you're still excited as a kid. You know, winning anything as a kid, you're fucking stoked. You know, so. I, can you imagine what it would have been like to to be a kid and to have the the money and the access to all these games to be able to like to do this? Well, yeah, I, I, I like I like how they specifically mention like you know don't guess if you haven't played the game don't put anything down like they were like they're trying to steer you to being ultra authentic and you know they're they're trying to like gain marketing data here so they don't want you to fuck it up. <laughs> Like trying to, don't vote for the game just because you like the way it looks or you heard about it. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, only firsthand experience. So, you know, what would you rate Dance Aerobics on NES, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so I'm pretty funny. sure. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Ted had that because I think Phyllis, my aunt, may have. I don't know. If I, I don't feel like I ever saw her do it, but maybe she expressed interest in it at one time. I'm pretty sure he had that cart, <laughs> if I recall correctly. <laughs> RC Pro Am, Pro Am Slalom. 
I think yeah. I put, played slalom. And it's I was all, like, it's all, yeah, all sports games in this case. So that's fun. So the only other thing of note here is a pretty big time back cover ad from Konami. We have not seen, at least in my opinion, not there's anything in there that jumped out to you. And that like 10, it's like a basically just a shitty ad stretch of things we've seen already. Yeah. But the back cover ad is cool and it's new. It's for two sequels, Super C, The Fall of Contra, and Snake's Revenge, the kind of sort of nothing whatsoever to do with Metal Gear, uh, Metal Gear sequel. <laughs> and uh, neither game comes out till April. So we don't, you know, we don't have to get into the games in depth, but. Like they're no question highly anticipated for both publisher and players at this time, and then therefore were warranted Buku advertising dollars, and that's why they're fucking they're already advertising here months in advance. So Snake's Revenge is under the Ultra Shell Corporation banner of Konami's that uh, only existed to skirt Nintendo's publishing rules, and it's kind of fucking amazing how they made no effort whatsoever to distance the two labels publicly. Like they're just putting them on here and like. Here we go. Yeah, one's ultra, one's fucking Konami. Like, clearly, we don't give a shit. And I don't know. Because the public doesn't know and doesn't care right now. So it's right. okay. It's a game. I'm going to buy it. It's, well, but it's the thing is, you know, the whole, like I said, the whole reason they have to create that shell company is to skirt Nintendo's rules, right? So the fact that they didn't, you know, what it demonstrates is that Nintendo clearly had favoritism and let them do whatever they wanted. And it was just like, when other developers would go, what do you mean fucking Konami's doing it? Like, they could go, no, those are two separate companies, even though you have ads like this at the, the, the company be like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> like, what do you mean? That like, would not hold up in today's system. So yeah, so as far as what this ad's about here, it's very much shock advertising. It's two newspaper front pages side by side dominating the top third of it. The first newspaper reads, Terrorists Go Nuke, and the name of that paper is titled Bad News, which is funny to me. And then the other headline on the interplanetary press reads, Aliens Master Military Minds. So, uh, yeah, they're like, you know, world is ending. Aliens or terror? What do you want to... (laughs) How do you want your world to end? Or what story do you... What world-ending story, how do you want it to go? Yeah, and then the tagline below that is, if the world ends tomorrow, it's all your fault. <laughs> that's pretty, that's a lot of, a lot of pressure, man. That's a lot of emotional weight to put on a kid, I think. it's That's heavy advertising, heavy-handed advertising for sure. And I don't know that I ever beat Super C, so I'm interested when we actually get to that. I'm like, did I ever beat Super C? I don't know if I did. I got far. I, I definitely, I, just in general, I don't think, I, even though, I mean, I know it's revered and I'm not saying it's a bad game, but I don't think it, it meant as much to me as a kid at all, you know? Yeah. Um, well, Contra is kind of special, you know, it's like the for sure different game. So I want to just go ahead and read the copy on the back because it's interesting enough to do so, I think. So here we go. Konami and Ultra are putting you under the gun by giving you the power and strength to save mankind from certain extinction. In Super C and Snake's Revenge, two mega hit mega wars, you'll be bombed, blasted and befuddled by the uh, great alliteration there by the vile alien Red Falcon and the world's premier madman. Hyarola Kakamini. From the onset what? of these onslaughts, they'll fight you tooth and claw with thousands of... They'll fight you tooth and claw with... That's, that doesn't make any... That's bad syntax. They, they'll fight you tooth and claw with thousands of planet-blistering weapons. And if your rocket launchers, flamethrowers, laser guns, and supreme wits fail to overcome multiple levels of mass destruction, civilization will cease to exist, and you'll have no one to blame but yourself. So, yeah, I don't know. They, they, they clearly spent a lot of money and time on that. That's no thrown together passage. So, I wanted to give it its just due. But, yeah, that boss's name is Snake's Revenge. Higher roll of Kakamini. Like, I rented that game once. Like, because I own the first game and I fucking loved it. We've talked about that extensively. We did a fucking game episode on it already. And I remember, like, even with that existing 
pre-existing affinity for the property or the IP, I was like super unimpressed with that game. And I had no, like I rented it the one time and had no interest in ever revisiting it again, you know? So yeah. Uh, are you ready to talk about playing Mike Tyson's punch out? That is from Super Hang On when you enter your name. And funny enough, this is the first time that I played a game and then had to immediately go download the music for it. Like I was going to have Mike Tyson's punch out like in, in that spot, but I'm playing Super Hang On. You know, it was the first time I'm setting up a new emulator. I want to try this game. And for a racing game, it's fun. And immediately after my race is over, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting the computer down to write some notes on it. And the music starts playing, and I'm like, that's a great theme. Like, where is this? Like, I need this track, like, right now. So that's the first time that has happened since I've been picking music. So that's cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. Good, good, good music. Yeah. I always, it's funny how frequently, and it's funny too, the first two you chose are menu themes from the two from, what was it? WCW Wrestling and Kings of Kings of Beach or whatever the hell, Kings of the Kings Beach. Of Beach. Uh, I often find that like menu password entry screen themes are, things are usually tracks i like at least from good soundtrack games so it's 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 i don't know what's i don't know what the and, and it's it's funny too because that that's like one of the times you're most cognizant of what you're listening to so it's it, it, it's an, it's a neat idea to think that there is conscious effort put into those particular tracks in video games because of the level of attention that probably gets drawn to them while you're just mindlessly and maybe painstakingly putting in some sort of bullshit text via an NES controller or something, right. you know, so, yeah, that's cool for sure. Uh, so, yeah, man, fucking Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Yeah, I would, you know, like I said, I would listen to Vintage Shinobi, I would listen to Rad Racer, I would listen to RBI Baseball, I would listen to Bases Loaded 2, but I think we should play Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Yeah, I think it's I, 50th I episode, wanna... I, think it's, I think it's 50, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about any of those games you listed. Like I, <laughs> like I said, I played Super Hang On. I was like, how do we make an episode out of this? Like Truxton, we've talked about. Like it's not sports. It's in the episode, but it's a blast. But it's, I have no strong feelings about any other game from this episode. So yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely there's definitely nothing else in here that even comes close, otherwise, to being worthy of a commemorative episode for sure. So like that, that is top of it. Yeah. That is its own basis. But on top of it, like I, you know, we've. A lot of it was early, maybe before you uh, got on board, but like, you know, we talked about doing Microsoft's Punch Out a bunch of times. I've said it many times, it's my favorite game. Like, but we talked about like whether or not there's a game episode there. I don't know. But like, you know, especially again in this context, think about like, you know, like, we need to talk about each of the characters and like all the fucking fucked up stereotypes in the game. Like, there's just a lot of. There's a lot to talk about. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of meat on the bone for sure. You know, a lot, ton of strategy. Obviously, some of those later boxes are hard as fuck and like the actual. Oh. I'm what? already mentally thinking ahead, like, oh man, that's going to be such a hard fight now. I have, <laughs> I have the cart too, dude. So I'm probably going to be over there playing an OG hardware like a fucking Nimrod instead of safe, <laughs> instead of safe dating through some of the latter things just to be able to beat it for the first time in my life. So yeah, yeah. I, I refuse, I certainly refuse to beat it, not on OG hardware for the first time in my life. So that's uh, 
it's I'm actually concerned about beating it again. I'm like, can I beat it again? I don't even know right now. I'm not I'm not feeling confident about my, my right. ability. Right I just don't believe people like I just I don't believe it. <laughs> I've fought Mike Tyson's a million times in my life, dude. I, I don't see how people do it. I did it, it took a lot of practice. I remember being super excited. Like <laughs> I would have through the moon. Like now like, I'm, I'm the champ. Like I'm 39. On. I will fucking probably fucking i don't even know i don't know i have no idea what my reaction will be but i definitely there's that's kind of the interesting thing about it too is like there's certainly like we played all these games like even like i mean that wasn't for a game episode but like i beat metroid for the first time after this pod started kind of because of the pod there's not there's been other game the ghosts and goblins i beat because of this there's been other games that i've beat for the first time because of this but nothing even close to like the lifelong albatross that mike tyson's punch out has been you know so like the idea of like, I don't know if I'll do anything, if it's possible to even get compare anything else that we'll do for this podcast with the level of accomplishment that I would feel if I were able to beat legitimately Mike Tyson, particularly in the, in the pressured context of for this podcast. So that that challenge is is highly appealing to, you know, the, the force challenge is cool. So nice. All right, let's fucking play my Jesus punch out. That might be the shortest one of these we've had. And the uh, so you know the the we'll play that for the next episode, and then uh, it'll be back to Nintendo Power for a near and dear issue to me, number eleven. So that's my first issue uh, of my subscription when I was a kid. So I'm looking forward to that, and that's got a big thing on the cover of that too to talk about. So that's exciting. We will likely uh, do a little bit of Ultima side questing action. Uh, peppered in there beforehand is you know, it's not a guarantee by any length we already skipped one but hopefully that'll happen and you can subscribe to the pod on the platform provided by whatever dumbass company that serves up your pottery please rate and leave positive shit for the pod on whatever platform you do listen to if you enjoy our nonsense the website is nyehentertainment.com forward slash isoh pod you can email us directly at isoh podcast at gmail.com you can follow the pod and banter with us on the facebook page and subreddit and talk shit to us about our gameplay videos on our youtube Links to all that will be in the show notes, as it always are, or always is, rather. And we do not have a Patreon, but if you like giving money to things podcasters tell you to and would like to do so at our direction, the Able Gamers Foundation creates custom gaming rigs for gamers with disabilities, and that's cool as fuck. AbleGamers.org is where you can find them. That link is also in our show notes. Jay, what are your socials? You can catch me, Gentleman JB, without the second E, pretty much everywhere. That's my gamer tag. And yeah. You can find me on Instagram at MyShiftKeyIsBroke, on Twitter at Josh Follin. My gamer tag is 2MinuteTodd. Okay, bye. Fuck you, Mike Tyson. <laughs> bye.